0: In English. Yeah, that's yeah. good.
1: Mm, yeah. Wow. All right. Let's
2: get started with the auction Call of Cthulhu scenario. And actually kind of an old one. So uh, this one's been around the block, but I've uh, I picked up that the 40th anniversary second edition reprint and it had it in there and I'd heard enough about it. I said, okay, let's give that one a go. It seems pretty, pretty, uh, pretty accessible. Um, so a couple things I wanted to do at at the outset, um, and then we'll get to the actual play. Uh, but yep, you know, first of all, thanks for joining a number of you guys I've played with before and glad you haven't, uh, uh, I don't know, kicked me to the door and still willing to play. I appreciate that. Um, and then, yeah, good to have, uh, Caleb and Patrick, uh, some new faces and good to have fresh blood, um, especially for this game. Um, and it sounded like, you know, we talked about uh, your experience with Call of Cthulhu in the chat room, and it sounds like everybody's got at least a little bit. Um, and, you know, the game is largely unchanged over the, the editions, but there are some some wrinkles to this, but I don't think we need to worry too much about that quite yet for, for seventh edition. Um, but there are there are some kind of Gaming principles. I wanted to lay out um, just to get you, uh, maybe give you some idea of like the power that you have or the the influence that you have on the game, uh, in the way that I hope hope we ended up pl- end up playing it. Um, you know, first and foremost, remember that Call of Cthulhu uh, is a game of investigation, which isn't a surprise. Uh, you guys, your PCs are called investigators in the rules. And you should really take that to heart. Um, there's plenty of materials in the core rule books about what that means and how that can manifest itself. But you know really, I encourage you to, to kind of to seek knowledge, to seek understanding, uh, to follow up on leads. Uh, if it's a name, if it's a place, if it's a person, you know, all of those things can be followed up on in different ways right and um and certainly you want to play to the strengths of your investigators but um you know to go along with that though don't necess- what I encourage you to do is is you know really lean into your skills um so as part of that investigation uh and just really all the role playing uh, you know your character is better than anybody you know your strengths as far as your skills uh, you don't need to wait for me to ask you to roll against, you know, your 70 in occult. You know, feel free to to kind of push it. Um, the only thing that I ask is if if you're looking to roll against a skill, uh, and you should because that's that you know, succeeding at skill rolls is one of the ways that you advance uh, in the system. Um, that's also how you get your clues and, and your information and do your investigations. Um, but I, I I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to uh, uh to lean in those skills. Um from time to time I will call uh for skill checks that you know maybe you haven't anticipated or thought about or maybe it's something unknown or unexpected. But if you want to do something and if you can back it up with with one of your skills, call it out, give me a little justification. You know, don't just say, Hey Ty, can I roll against a cult? Tell me what you're doing with a cult. Like, tell me, tell me how it fits in. Tell me how it it uh, it connects to the the skill check. What what you're actually doing, um, and then uh, uh, yeah, tied into that skill. Um, and then maybe the last thing I'll, I'll mention. Um, and I, I've I've run a fair amount of Call of Cthulhu. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, but one of the things that I, I I felt sometimes is that there there are missed opportunities. That players um, uh, kind of fall into, or maybe just they just miss something that that they don't get to do or don't think about doing, or or maybe they know about it and they're just too hesitant about it. And so, in, in addition to leaning into the skills, part of that is, you know, thinking about ways to to overcome failure, right? So a dice roll uh, that doesn't succeed in whatever the the benchmark is you know from a from a keeper perspective i try not to always make that like an outright fail unless unless the situation calls for it right it just may mean that whatever you're trying to do isn't as easy as maybe you set it out to be uh um but you do have to as players as investigators you do have tools at your disposal to overcome what appears to be that initial failure and and first and foremost is luck each of your characters has a luck score, and if you're not familiar with the way that luck roll uh, works in Seventh Edition, basically those are points that you can spend to modify your rolls. So you're shooting for a 55, and you roll a 60. You know, spend five luck points, and that brings you down to a 55, and and suddenly your your failure becomes a regular success, right? Or you can you can spend 70 points if you got 70 points. You want to go from a 70 fail to an 01 critical success. Uh, you can extreme success. You can do that. Um, but those are your points. I will say that you know there are times where I'll call for luck rolls. Um, like if a creature is going to attack three different, you know, has the option to attack three different people, I may say, all right, give me a luck roll. And whoever you know fails, uh, maybe ends up being the target. Um, so the, the luck can actually be used as a kind of a skill roll as well. But yeah, spend those spend those luck points, especially in this scenario where it's probably a, a one shot uh, instead of a, a campaign. Uh, you know, don't don't hold back if you think it's justified. Um, so that's your your first tool, uh, spending your luck points. Uh, second tool for overcoming failure: don't forget that you can push rolls, right? So in seventh edition, you roll the dice. Let's say you fail your skill check. You say, "Hey, I want to push it," and basically you come up with a narrative that says, hey, I'm gonna do this to get the opportunity to check again, to roll again. I'm gonna study longer. I'm gonna yell louder. I'm gonna I'm gonna grapple with my my kung fu grip. You know, whatever whatever the case may be, if you can come up with kind of a narrative hook that, you know, that I can buy into and I think is kind of cool enough, um, or justifies an additional role, you'll get an additional role. You can push it. Uh there's a in that case though there is a consequence and what I'll try to do is foreshadow uh a consequence. Okay, well you want to study at the library longer. Uh yeah, you know if you fail you may end up getting immersed in the work, you lose track of time and you miss work the next day and get trouble with your boss or something like that. Whatever the, there's going to be some consequence if you push and fail. You know, sometimes oh I'm going to jump over the river yeah, the consequences is, is bigger than Missing work for a day, that kind of thing. But don't forget that you can push roles. It's it's very much a core part of the mechanics, and I encourage you to do it. Um, you can always try something else. You, you fail at the library, you know, go down to the police station. Uh, you f- can't get the police to talk to you. Call your aunt who knows somebody who knows some. You know, whatever the case may be, there's always there should often be a, a way around or another option for you to kind of pursue a similar. Similar path, right? And of course, in a group game, there are other people who can try, depending on the situation and things like that. Um, and then the, the last thing I'll mention is, and probably kind of unique uh, to the to the guild in a way, is I'm very much open to sammarine for bonus dice. And so one of the aspects of sammarine is that you are negotiating, or uh, yeah, negotiating for leverage, negotiating for advantage. And so in seventh edition, there's a mechanic that deals with bonus dice. And so if you can come up with a way that says, Ty, not only am I going to research at the library, but I've got this really, I'm going to bring along my assistant who I've been training for six years, and they're going to help me out. I'll say, OK, that's a cool idea. You get a bonus die. And when you make your roll, um, we can get in those mechanics. But but i I encourage you to leverage your skills but also SAMR or leverage, uh, negotiate for, for an advantage uh, wherever you can. OK. Uh, all right, any questions about any of those? Or if you want me to go to the mechanics, I can. But we can also wait until the situation arises.
1: Not solid. Now we right. should be all set.
2: Cool. Rock and roll. All right. Well, we are going to start in July. 1923, and let me turn uh, to Caleb and Lucas Kraus. Caleb, why don't you tell us what you can in a couple of minutes or a minute, whatever, not too long, but give us a sense of who Lucas Krauss is, uh, what we should know about him, Uh, I don't know, his personality, his appearance, his occupation. You know, whatever you think that people might pick up from from being around him for a couple minutes.
3: Yeah, let's see. Wilbur Krauss is a German
1: painter. I guess would be the main. but um
3: the artsy type. He's um uh, originally like into realist art by trade, but has been like moving a little bit with the times to get into like the other art. Movements that are trending in Germany right now, so like Dadaism and all that good stuff. He has a he's a member of a social club there called the um Das Gift's House, which is like a bunch of artists, actors, your weird your eclectics and weirdos in that sense.
1: Um I guess you'd be referred to as intense, but Soft, like intense but soft spoken.
3: Like when he says something, it's like, like dang. But and an, and just a straight up weirdo. Like he has an obsession with like his like th- what he paints is never just like super normal. It'll be like oh everything's very normal, and then there's just like something in it that's jacked up. Like a... I'd say that like the. His homeland country is like some of the events that have occurred has definitely like influenced or affected him. So he's got a, like a lot of downer mode to him.
2: <laughs> and did you say you said he's German? Did you say where he lives?
3: He's uh, from Munich. Munich. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, got it. So, but he's like due to his ability, like the like he's very skilled at what he does, like illustrate and paint. And due to that, he has got like commissioned or paid by like. Actors and stuff to do solid paintings. Like when he's asked to, like he gets someone's like, "Please don't put anything weird in." He like, yeah, yeah, and just like do a great painting. And any of his networks he has are probably due to commissions and like repeat commissions because his office is talent.
2: Okay, and is 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 in? I guess in art circles, is he is he well known? Is he would he be considered a success? Um and, and I don't even just mean monetarily but like is he a res- maybe a, is he a respected artist
3: yes he would be respected and like I and it would kind of be like love hate like because he'll just like I said with the intense stuff like he's done paint he's done very realist paintings where it's like some and usually his realist stuff were either like natural or brutal because some of his like the thing says he's got a newspaper for definitely paintings of like executions to you know, street fighting and stuff a few years ago so that's like where people are like dang that's what, he's one of the guys that did that stuff which has got him a lot of like love and like the left circles that have like somewhat survived previous events so okay
2: okay cool cool so that's that's lucas krauss our german artist and primarily if not exclusively a uh a painter right yeah i think he's what
3: yeah, he's decent at sketching, but mm-hmm. painting is where he like flourishes. Got it, got
2: it. Okay. Well let's let's pick up with with Lucas in in Munich. Um uh, it's uh it's the it's the middle of the week, uh early evening, let's say. Um where would we find Lucas at this point?
4: Uh, let's,
3: let's see here. In Munich, in the evening, he would definitely probably be at this club. Okay. Okay. It's um. I'm oh. trying to. I'm trying to pull up what the name I gave it was. Das Gibbs House.
2: Yeah, and I even looked up what Gibbs was, but I forget what it how it translated. Uh. Yeah. I have to trust people to
3: translate because that's what I use.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's at the Das Gibbs Club. Uh, And uh, perhaps he's he's standing around with some of his artist colleague colleagues and uh, shooting the breeze. Yeah, shooting the breeze. And it's the plaster house. Plaster. Yes. Plaster house. That's
3: right. uh, Like its main artists that are known for there are the Dada's people. But he goes hanging out there because it's more fun than like hanging out with the realist painters. Okay.
5: Can can I ask a quick question? Yeah, mm-hmm. Caleb, is this place more bohemian or more cabaret, or w- I would say, would you say no. club? Uh, I'm here probably cabaret. Okay, okay.
3: Because like it would be, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what those words mean. Because like in my head, what I thought is like it's for like the Dadas people, and then there's like a couple actresses and like okay. writers that show
5: up.
0: It's like a coffee house. It sounds more like a coffee house than a than a club, club. Like a, it's not an uns and cat's club. It's a coffee right. house
1: and jars. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, while you're at uh, Das Gips Das Gib's house, uh you are approached by a courier who is carrying a message. Uh uh Herr Kraus, Herr Kraus, Lucas, Lucas Krauss. I am looking for Lucas Kraus.
0: I like to stand up all lights.
2: Ah, Herr Kraus, uh, this is for you. And he hands you a telegram. And oh, I, I have posted this telegram in our chat room. And I don't know if you know how to access a chat room within a voice room. They've added this in the last couple of months, oh, I think. So. Uh, uh, you see it? Yes. Okay. Oh, cool. So, why don't you read out the, the telegram for everybody and I'll tell you what's going on?
3: Oh, that's so good. Lucas, darling, stop. You have to come to Austria in September. Stop. I must introduce you to my friends. Stop. They've heard all about your work. Stop. It'll be a gas. Stop. Details on their way. Stop. They have money. Lady Mags, Lady Margaret Jameson, twenty-three, Prince Avenue, London, England. I
1: should have
2: an English accent. We're good. (laughs) Yes, the fine Lady Margaret, Lady Mags, as she likes to be called. Uh, So, Lady Lady Mags, Lady Lady Margaret Jameson, is one of your patrons, and she is British. She is beautiful, twenty-four, and yes, at the height of the poshest of the posh, and has purchased a handful of your works over the years, Uh, pays quite well, um, and kind of perhaps curious, at least in your experience, uh, seems to understand uh, your artistic bent. She's not just for show when it comes to art. Um, And so yeah, the two of you go back uh, a handful of years. And yeah, she, she she stays in touch from time to time. Obviously she's well connected. And uh, you know, perhaps you're looking for a sale and um uh yeah, she's invited you to uh Vienna or Austria, it says here, but you later find it to be Vienna. Uh in two months time. So about two you know it's middle July, sometime in uh I think September thirteenth is what I have. She yeah, uh later in the week you get a another package in that package is a letter uh, telling you about a an auction house in Vienna to to go to um, on September 13th uh, there is a brochure um, that has the listing of the items of the uh, in the auction house exactly um, and uh, yeah you've uh, you've got two months to make your plans to head to Austria. And I hope you decide to go. It'll make the game much better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, And you can share that message with your friends. Uh, Trying to think about anything else I need to tell you about Lady Mags that you may know. Beautiful, rich, connected.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right.
2: Let's turn to our our Frenchman, Benoit Gagneau. Patrick, uh, did I pronounce that somewhat correctly? If did my my D's in French from high school do me any good uh, forty years later? Yeah, <laughs> Benoit
0: right. ben- 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 uh or or Ben, uh, if you're one of his American uh, friends, uh, the few that he had right um, so uh, just to kind of give you a, a rundown of Ben, um, you know before the Great War, he would have probably really been described as as a moderately handsome man uh, he's tall uh, now he's he's tall, he's forlorn looking he's uh, his hair is always just a little disheveled looking. He's always got his stubble is just just past the point of devilishly handsome. Uh, he's just he's just haggard looking, and that is because although he grew up in beautiful southern France, uh, during he made a, a uh, kind of a name of, for himself southern France as a outdoorsman and an uh, explorer, uh, if you will, a uh, mountain climber more than anything. Um, and when the Great War erupted, he was stationed in the French Alps, and then later seconded to a Italian corps uh, during the army or during the war. Um, and in one of the many, you know, back and forth stalemate battles there, uh, he was captured uh, by the Austrians uh, and ended up in an Austrian POW camp, uh, where he met his uh, now wife, Frida. Uh, which is the only reason that he lives in Innsbruck, uh, Austria, currently uh, in a country that he, you know, for all intents and purposes, detests, uh, being being you know uh, a member of the PO, of the few POWs to come out of Austria, uh, but he stays there for her, right? Uh, and he continues his you know it's a good country to be a a mountain climber in, right? So and that's kind of what he does these days is he takes. Tourists, uh, preferably wealthy tourists, up mountains, uh, guides them. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Other than that, that's, that's where he's happiest, right, is outside on these mountains uh, where he's away from people, especially Austrians.
2: And, and his clientele, you told me, uh, as we're getting ready, a little bit about his clientele. Who does he typically take on these adventures, these mountain climbing adventures?
0: So it's it's twenties, right? It's the Roaring Twenties. Everybody's, you know, the rich, the rich uh, of of Europe are, you know, they're they're looking for th- something to do now, right? They're they're looking to say, ah, I've conquered that mountain, or ah, I've I've climbed that mountain. It's all one big kind of pissing contest between, you know, various wealthy Londoners, various wealthy uh, Italians, Frenchmen. Uh, just to say oh i've 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 conquered that hill or i've done this put that feather in my cap uh, which is you know it's a little disgusting uh to ben uh, to benoit but uh you know he does it because he's good at it and it it allows him to continue to be out in in the mountains that he loves so much
2: wonderful wonderful and i'm sorry his his wife's name frida frida that's right frida okay um and I forget where Innsbruck is but I don't know if it, it matters. I mean I know it's Austria, just on, like where pretty much just
0: on the border uh with southern uh, present southern Germany um right there on the edge of the of the Alps you know right where Austria lost territory in uh, at the end of the war so got
3: it
2: got it Okay. So, yeah, you let's say that you are you're in Innsbruck. Uh in Innsbruck, that's hard to say. Um and you are perhaps at home with Frida uh in between adventures, uh in between clients and and mountain climbing and a bit of a break and there's a knock at the door. The Frida darling, will you will you get that?
1: <laughs> uh certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: I, <don't know. laughs> I just imagine like the old with the
2: pigtails. <laughs> yeah, <Yeah>, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I go to the door. I get the door. Open the door. Ah, uh, ben, Benny, Benny, it's for you. It's for you. A a message for you. And yes, there is a another messenger, another with a telegram for you. Ah, ah. Uh, Herr Herr
0: Gagnon, for you. I walk over. I'm, I've got that look with the suspenders off the shoulders. Down, you know. I'll
1: walk over, Merci.
2: Yes, Give yes. A, we at Worldwide Telegraph are proud to serve you on time and quickly. <laughs> <laughs> he he
0: he. Looked, <laughs> he just kind of really. Shuts the door. uh, Says
2: no, no, (laughs) no. No tip. Times are tough in Austria. Times are tough. But yes, you have received. Also, I've also received a a worldwide telegraph uh, telegram. Why don't you uh, read that for the group, if you don't mind, Uh,
1: Benny? Stop. Your
0: good friend Darnell could use a hand. Stop. Can you meet me in Vienna in September? It is an opportunity too good to pass up, but I may have upset the wrong people. Stop. I could use some backup from someone I can trust. Stop. Details under another cover. Stop. I know I can count on you. to Stop. Daniel K. From Daniel Coulson, 847 Den Svenska Gata, Stockholm, Sweden.
2: Yeah, so... So Darnell Coulson, you remember as a young, wealthy client of yours from Stockholm, Sweden. So you took him up, uh, well, maybe, let's say, maybe a year ago. Long long enough that you you yeah, hadn't necessarily forgot about him, but you haven't been regularly in touch. But you do remember him to be a, a charming young man. Um, certainly... Had the airs of, 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 of wealth, and certainly played that to his advantage when you are around him. But not, not in a um, offensive way, but perhaps appropriate for the time. You know, somebody of a, a social standing uh, higher than yours, um, but certainly also could afford your, your um, professional services when it came to um, the mountain climbing. And you got along. You were friendly with him. Um, You know, you are only a handful of years older than him, about five, six years older. Um, You know, perhaps there was a a little brotherly connection uh, that that came about, but you remember fondly about him and remember him fondly. And uh, yeah, Uh, and perhaps that's uh, enough of an enticement to get you to go to to go to Vienna in, in a couple months.
0: Okay. Uh, I would uh I would take the the telegram and, and hand it to Frida and uh I would I would step outside, you know, Innsbruck is very idyllic, so I would step outside and I'd just kinda holler over my shoulder, I'm going for a walk and uh you know, kinda go walk by whatever stream or whatever's close by and Re knowing that I'm gonna take the take him up on the guy on this, um, what was there anything? He's he's my age. Do I remember him? Uh, did did he serve in the Great War? Was there some kind of connection there? Did he uh, or did he did Daddy's money pay for him to not go to the Great War? Uh, you know, I'm just just curious on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to know what what Sweden's. Role was in World War One or not, but regardless, no, he he's served no military time. He's he seems to be uh, just a young man uh, taking advantage of his family's wealth uh, and and seeing the world. Yeah, 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 and that puts money in your pocket, and and certainly uh, within a couple of days you get another uh, another delivery, another package, and in that package is. The, the auction uh catalog um instructions on uh how to get to the House of Osberg uh in Vienna the the auction house the House of Osberg uh on September 30th uh 13th uh so in a couple months time uh in the evening let's say 8 8 p.m. local time and uh yeah not too far of a journey for you but uh Uh, that's, that's kind of what lies ahead for you. All right. Art. William Gast. What can you tell us about our young dilettante?
5: Well, first, I just want to say my family was off to the side laughing at me for how I look. So, um, um, but yeah, so William Gast, you know, Patrick, you mentioned that you're disgusted by a certain type of person. I think I'm that type of person. Maybe. Um,
4: I'm,
5: not, I'm not Carnegie. I'm not J.P. Morgan rich. I'm not uh, Rockefeller rich, but my family comes from money in uh, 1920s New York. Um, I'm smart. William Gast is smart, but he never applies himself. So he was smart enough to get into the Harvard education his father bought for him, but his father still had to buy it for him. Um, that money got me out of seeing action in world war one. I. Uh, I ended up becoming sort of like an aide de camp or something to a connected, you know, mid-level officer. So I didn't really have to do much. Um, and basically, you know, what I wrote down is that, uh, you know, I, I can't stay interested in anything for more than 10 minutes. So my parents are trying to push me and trying to get me to actually apply myself. Cause clearly as my parents, they can see my potential. But uh, I just don't care because I don't have to do anything. Um, so my, my, you know, I thought I would start being a collector because that sounded like it'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, but art bored me. And so I've sort of now started thinking more about collecting more along the lines of the occult because I figured it would probably annoy my parents more. Um, but yeah, you know, as a 30-year-old man, I probably should have found a partner, you know, maybe married for for name, and uh, even, you know, taken a mid-level executive job at my father's company, but I just couldn't even be bothered to do that, so... Um, so, yeah, so that's why I'm sort of like... In in some other games we've had this expression of popped-collar douchebag, and that's, that's what William Gast is. Um, so... Yeah. So that's, that sort of covers it. He's, he's single, he's, you know, he's got his posse of friends that probably glue onto him a little bit because, you know, I spend money. Um, so they might not really be my friends, but, uh, yeah.
2: And this, this interest in the occult, I mean, I'm I'm just kind of like reading into your skills a little bit. It sounds like you're pretty early into this.
5: Yeah. Um, I'm not the
2: latest fad kind of thing or,
5: yeah, the, the stuff that I pursue, I almost universally am not good at. Um, it's just something that, like, oh, that should be interesting, like a piece of tinfoil catching my attention. And, and then I, mm. you know, I probably spend too much of my father's money on it for a little while. It irritates him, and then I'm bored. And then my father's probably left to clean up the, like, how do we get rid of this? Or where do we put this? Or, you know, so um, he's probably getting sick of it. He probably threatens to cut me off. I don't take that seriously. Um, so.
2: And, uh, you're, you're our first American or William is, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And from, from New York city, uh, yes, uh, his
5: family's from New York. Yeah. Okay. And
2: July, 1923, where are we going to find you? Um,
5: well, uh, do you want me to be in the States or do you want me to be,
2: you could be wherever you want. You got, you have the money and the whereabouts to, don't do it. Don't be anywhere for, for game purposes. We'll get you there no matter what.
5: Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you, um, prohibition is a bit of a drag. Um, it's easier to get abortions in France. So I'm in Cannes. I'm in Cannes, uh, spending the summer there. Um, trying to have a good time, uh, probably drinking way too much, probably, you know, Is it in the twenties? Are they still putting like cocaine in drinks freely? Is that kind of, have they started cutting back on that yet? So like, I'm probably doing a lot of that kind of stuff. I probably wake up a lot in a disheveled half tucked in tux. Uh, You know, I don't know where my shoes are, but I'm on somebody's, somebody's porch or a balcony or something. It's that wake up where no matter how warm it is, you're freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I pictured myself in Cannes, in France, in uh, French Riviera, getting away from my parents and getting away from uh, the abolitionists and uh, wanting a drink.
2: Okay, yeah, let's let's have you at kind of one of the the, the nicest hotels in the area, um, maybe just a little bit outside your reach, uh, but but you do have to keep up appearances, and uh, perhaps it's helped your game uh, to some degree, um, and. Uh let's see the 1920s uh let's have okay in the french riviera so you get a knock on the door one morning at the, in your hotel room um and you know that there is a concierge that that works your floor that you've Jean Paul uh, has been attending to your needs uh he, he's almost not really a wingman but he has been one who's been able to facilitate uh your needs um uh you know giving you access to the best booze uh introducing you to the right circles of of of, of people to introduce you to the uh, the the most beautiful uh, wealthy women who are also visiting um so he's 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 been a a good uh you know for what you're looking to do he's been a good help but yeah it sounds like he's at the door oh monsieur monsieur Gast. Telephone for you. Telephone for you.
5: And I'm I'm coming off like a five-alarm hangover. And so I sort of (laughs) shuffle to the door again, like, you know, still half in my tuxedo from last night. It's probably like two in the afternoon. I should have been up and about way before now. But, um, yeah, no, I open the door, and I'm... Is it it my father? Is is it about the the money he's supposed to wire me?
2: Uh, No, no, no. It is... uh, a Monsieur Emerson from uh, from New York. And he, he kind of pulls the cable that the, the phone is attached to and kind of lines it against the wall and puts the phone on the desk and hands you the receiver.
5: Yeah, and so I just sort of put the... Oh, my God. Would I know this person or is this person a stranger to me? I don't know. You got to <laughs> answer. <laughs> uh, uh, if I know, what does he do? I was going to say, Jesus, Emerson, what do you... What time is it?
2: Gast. Gast it's Arthur. Arthur Emerson. Ah, okay. Oh, so, yeah. so now you now you recognize the the name and the okay. voice of of Arthur Emerson. Arthur Emerson runs Emerson Imports. And okay. he actually deals in fantastic items and curiosities and items of the occult. And so for okay. the last couple months he has been one of your primary contacts uh, in terms of hunting down the the rare and the obscure, and also okay. informing form, your taste. You know, as as a neophyte yourself, he's been able to kind of steer you. Oh no, the good stuff's over here, and the the bad stuff's over here, and this is junk, and this is you know, he he sells the good stuff, of course. Okay, but uh, yeah, Emerson Arthur Emerson is somebody that you've been able to. Develop a kind of a business relationship uh, over the last uh, last handful of months.
5: Okay. Okay. So yeah, so I'm like, oh, Arthur. Yeah, yeah. How, is the last shipment hasn't made it back to New York yet?
2: Yeah, uh, going out today. Going out today. I think you're really gonna like it. Some uh, uh, the stuff, the stuff from Africa, pristine, pristine. You're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. You're not gonna find it anywhere else.
5: Oh, perfect. And just just make sure you get. All of the invoices to my father's company. Um, right. Just make sure all of them go over there.
2: <laughs> right. And right. Uh, and what's your father's company's name?
5: Uh, let's call it. Um, okay. That's a good question. Gassed Steel. He'll be Gassed in the steel. steel. Ooh,
0: wow. Hell yeah. So he's not yeah.
5: like a. He's not a Carnegie. Is that Carnegie? Was he? Steel. I think so. Yeah. Carnegie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's not a Carnegie, but he's like you know four levels below. Wealthy, yeah. but not, uh, not the main guy.
2: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It'll, it'll go straight to, straight to his office. It's worked in the past. Uh, Perfect.
5: And um, how, the, the warehouse that we have uh, near the yeah. Brooklyn Naval Yards, do, do we still have room or do we need to get a second one? Should we send an invoice to my dad's company for that as well?
2: Uh, yeah. I, mean, I think the way this is going, it probably wouldn't hurt to have more room uh these particular items aren't too big but yeah i think uh i think i know where you're going with what you're looking for so yeah onto the bigger stuff
5: i i think that's fantastic i'm gonna gonna get a very so to this point like while i'm interested in it i have the expectation that i will succeed and be good at it <laughs> even though i'm not going to try so right now i'm gonna be like absolutely like this this uh collection's gonna just and also, be a little crass. Even though it's just going to take a shit on the Met. <laughs> um, yeah. My goal is to take a shit on the. Can you get uh, us? Can you get us there, Arthur? I want to shit on the Met. Can you do that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, they're going to hate you for this. This is great. I, know, I love it. No, That'd be perfect. I'm here for you. Whatever, whatever you need, whatever you need, William. Uh, speaking of which, uh, hey, I'm onto something. I'm onto something. Something I think you're going to like. Um, but it's, it's not for me. It's not for me. I got, I got a line on, as far as I can tell, like a top collection of occult items that are going up for auction in a couple months in Vienna. Um, I mean this, what I've seen the catalog, this is some primo stuff. Now, my problem is those aren't my circles. I can't get in there. I, I, this was, I got this from a friend of a friend who, who did me a solid. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, you've been good to me the last couple months. I think that maybe, uh, you, uh, you know, your circles, your money, your interest, this is something that, uh, 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 I think would, would suit you just fine. Just fine. There's some great items in here. You know, if I were you with your money, your interest, your time, I get your ass to Vienna in a couple months. Uh, and, uh. Yeah, I can make the right. I can make a couple introductions. I think I can uh, get you the invitation through my friend, and uh, yeah, make it happen. But uh, let me send you some information, and uh, you can you can decide for yourself. But look over the catalog. There's a couple of things I think you're really gonna like, and uh, if it goes well for you, just remember uh, your buddy Arthur took care of you.
5: All right. The uh, Vienna's not as warm as Can, but the women are just as beautiful. So. <laughs> Sounds like it could be a good place to go. All
2: right, all right, all right. All right, so you conclude the call with, with Arthur. And yeah, certainly uh, even in the French Riviera, a couple of days later, you get information. You get the, the auction brochure. You get information about where to go, uh, the introductions that have been made on your behalf. And uh, yeah, the House of Osberg. And um, yeah, September 13th in the evening, if you're interested, uh, the special auction of occult paraphernalia will be happening.
5: All right, you said September 13th, right?
2: Yes, I think I did. Yeah, cool. September 13th. Okay. All right. Um, so let's finally turn to Hollywood and Bernard Hicks, our museum curator. Hollywood, what can he tell us each? about? Bernard. Uh, I'm Bernard Hicks. I
6: work for the uh, New York uh, History Museum, the Natural History Museum. I've been there for a number of years now. Uh, I curate the Roman stuff. I do have a bit of an interest in the occult, although it is just sort of maybe a passing phase at the moment. Uh, I'm tall, 6'1", not quite as big as others, I might know. Um, At times, I'm awkward, a little gangly, and my strength would mostly come from my size, but I'm by no means a strong, strong man. I'm smart, but more book smart than street smart. I'm not really a religious man. Uh, I'm a man of science and history. And, uh, but I don't look down on people for their beliefs. I believe everyone should have their own beliefs, and, and, and that is what makes us all unique and strong in our own world. Uh, what I am interested in is history and science. Um, I uh, have done some work for a private collector, but I mostly am intrigued uh, by curating stuff for the museum as I can. And that was the New York City Natural History Museum. Indeed, sir. Yes. I've been there for, I believe, nine years and four months now. All right.
1: And July... Are you married?
6: no sir i'm married to my work thank you
2: (laughs) i see i see nice i see um and july 1923 uh where where can we find uh is he uh is he necessarily a professor or anything is he let's see what's his no no I, i would be at the museum of course right right but just even by background um Education 80. Yeah. I mean, if you'd like to, you could have a doctorate, but you could also be just really smart and educated.
6: I've always been interested in archaeology, history, um, uh, things of that nature.
2: I, I could probably appraise
6: something fairly well and, and do a good job at it and know what it's worth uh, because of my, uh, you know, my history. I, I know a bit, little bit about anthropology. I did do some digging uh, in Pompeii, uh, and uh, I, I've sold a few pieces to a private collector uh, named Jameson McCoy. Perhaps you know him.
2: The Jameson McCoy? Indeed, sir. Yes, Jameson McCoy. Wonderful. Wonderful. The worst. Um, So, (coughs) in July 1923, where would we find uh, Bernard? Probably in my very cramped
6: office, uh, surrounded by books. Uh, Taking a look at uh, some old historical uh, probably examining some coins that have come from uh, an early Roman period.
2: Okay, <laughs> checking them out and cataloging <laughs> them. I'm sure. Um, well, at, in your office at your desk. Uh, it's a it's a sweltering day.
6: This one's is uh, a very
2: odd one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite good condition as well. Yes. Um. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. New York. City. It is hot in here, isn't it? It is. It is very hot. Oh, my gosh. It's a sweltering July day and your phone rings. Ring, ring, ring. Hello.
1: Uh, Bernard. Yes.
2: Ah, it's Walker. Walker. George Walker. George, how are you, my friend? Ah, doing well, doing well. Ah, the, this heat is terrible. What not you say? I couldn't agree more. So. Yeah, yes. Ah, well, good. If I, if, I could, if I could trouble you for a moment of your time. Oh, well, of course, sir, of course. All right. So George Walker, you know George. Uh, he's not a curator, uh, but he is a, uh, a staff member of the Smithsonian. Uh, you've come across in your museum circles. Um, he's on the business side, though. Um, he's, he's maybe perhaps on the collections side, you know, out acquiring items. Um, and you know that, that he's the one who has access to the money that the Smithsonian can, can, can throw around to acquire the items that, that, that it wants. So your, your relationship is largely professional, pleasant enough guy, but, uh, um, you know, you don't necessarily have a personal relationship beyond that. So that's how you—that's how you know George Walker.
1: uh, uh Bernie,
2: Bernie. Uh, yes. I've got a proposition for you. I'm sorry, I, I can't hear you. <laughs> proposition, I said. Proposition. The, the Smithsonian and I—we have—we have a deal we'd like to make. We have something we'd like to propose to you in the—the the history museum.
6: A, a deal for the Smithsonian.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, we we'd be in it together in a way. We'll go on, Matt. I'm waiting. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Um, we've been working quite hard to expand our collection of uh let's say unusual items. Uh huh. things that we don't often get the chance to exhibit uh across our our museums. And uh uh well, I got to tell you uh, we've got a lead on a, a hot number of items, but uh, you know, once the Smithsonian gets involved and people get wind of it, uh, sometimes we have to dig deep. So I've got I've got a proposal for you in the museum. Okay, one one moment,
6: please. Marjorie, put
2: that vase down. Yes, down.
6: You don't. No, you don't know about it. Put it down. I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, is that Marjorie? Is she still working for him, yes. man? It's been decades. She is still working for me, yes. Yeah. Still just as curious as ever. Down.
2: <laughs> well, here's the deal. Here's what we'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our eyes on uh, a, a number of items in this special collection auction in Vienna in a couple months. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we desperately want to acquire these items. Uh, fortunately for yeah. us... Uh they're they're later in the evening. They're later in the catalog. They won't be coming up right away. Mm, um, exactly. but there are a number yeah. of items. And, and our fear is that uh um the bidding will be too high, people will kind of perhaps take advantage of the knowledge that the Smithsonian <laughs> is evolved and drive up the prices. Um do ah, so so, you want me to sort of smoke and mirrors that? Ah, <laughs> George. Excuse me, Bernard, I knew I could, uh, you a smart man. I knew I could count on you. Of I, knew course, you of I, course. I knew you'd figured it out. Yes. So here's, yes here's, the, here's the proposal. The Smithsonian mm-hmm. will fund your participation in the auction. And on huh. our behalf, we would like you to bid up the first five or six items. Yeah. And I'll give you the, the final list as before things start. I want you to okay. build up, bid up the five or six items, hopefully exhaust the funds of the other participants, and then we can swoop in later and, and uh, uh, you know, get what we want. Now, now here's hmm. what's in it for the museum, the history museum. Okay. Yes. First of all, not only will we fund uh, the items, but you will be able to keep the, the items that you win among that initial lot. Right, oh. if you win four of the first five. You can keep them for the museum, gratis from uh, from the Smithsonian. In addition, uh, we will lend out a select number of the items that we win to the museum for a period of time. So I know, I know that sometimes mm-hmm. budgets can be tough uh, and tight, oh. but uh, just think of it as as our payback for for your participation. Can I count on you, Bernard? Mm-hmm. That's fantastic, sir. Yes, of course. W- when is this? Uh, uh, let me uh, let me check my notes. Uh, uh, September thirteenth, Vienna, at the the okay. Asperg House, uh, a fine oh, establishment. I, I'm I told. I've never been. That sound that sounds quite
6: quite intriguing. Well, uh, when would I leave then? Am I just in and out quickly for the auction the and then and then back,
2: or is there some, some, some leeway
6: to the leisure time?
2: well that whatever you can work out with the museum you can certainly uh you can certainly arrange uh, i do expect the auction will be occurring not long after that initial meeting on the 13th um so as far as we're okay. concerned in and out mm-hmm. in a day or two or mm-hmm. three mhm mhm okay. okay um here i'll 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 have uh i'll have uh frederica get some information over to margie and uh, uh, you guys can work on on travel arrangements. Okay, that sounds
6: fantastic. Thank you.
2: Ah, had a boy, had a boy, Bernard. I knew I could count on you. Talk soon. All right, it's just it's a pleasure speaking with you as always. Sis. Ah, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, click. Goodbye. All right. And yes, in the next couple of days, it was was it Margie or Marjorie? Who's your assistant? Yeah, she uh, she gets she presents to you a a package of information and letters and things like that. And so maybe just a a couple more bits of information in the in the introduction that you're getting. Um, You you are asked in the letter to to make a call to the uh, Osburghaus, which is the auction house in Vienna, on the thirteenth of September Uh, in the evening. um, You'll get your credentials to enter the auction. Uh, you'll arrange any financial transactions or credentials for financial uh, needs that you have. Letters of credit will be approved and, th- and things like that. Um, and then ultimately, you'll also get the exact time and date um, uh, of the auction. OK. Um, Let's maybe talk briefly about what you know about Austria, right? And perhaps even uh, Benoit is, is is perhaps a little bit more in tune living in Austria, but Austria has really taken it on the chin after the war. Um, you know, we're only a handful of years out from it. Um, it, it greatly suffered at the end of the war. Um, There's a tremendous amount of unemployment. You know, the Austro-Hungary Empire, Hungarian Empire, uh, was broken into several states. Um, This once great nation uh, faces a lot of poverty. Uh, You've heard stories of the black market thriving uh, throughout the country. Um, And it's even extended to... um, uh, impacting uh, the nobility uh, in in Austria, like it's been very hard hard times for that. In fact, it's in a way it's harder for the nobility to, than it is for the common people. Uh, the common people can still go out and and rebuild the country and perhaps get paid for that. But the nobility, what does their future look like? You know, and and uh, deflationary uh, values of of their currency and their wealth overall is really, really kind of, kind of hit the nobility hard. Um, and in fact, some of you who've perhaps have been through the auction process before recognize that it isn't unusual for, uh, wealthy individuals to turn to auction houses to discreetly, certainly discreetly sell some of their items to raise, to raise money when needed. It's kind of an, an outlet for the nobility and, um, to raise cash. So tough times in Austria, but perhaps an exciting time in Austria for you guys. Um, trip to Vienna, two months away. Uh, there's plans to be made. How are you going to get there? Where are you going to stay? How do you need to prepare? Um, those kind of things. What questions do you have? But, uh yeah, let me let me turn it over to you guys as a group, uh, and let me know what your what questions you have, what thinking you're 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 thinking about, uh, what you're thinking about. Uh, uh, what would you like to do
1: in the next two months? Well, I can before say. Was, oh.
5: Yeah, sorry, that's a good question. Is it before we go, or Yeah, just you're, the whole you're, thing this is soon there.
2: after you've 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 just you just got all the information that you need. It's still July, and you've got two months to, to do whatever you need to do before you get to Austria for this, this check-in at the, the, the auction
5: house. So uh, I, I know that what William would do is he would book passage, you know, first class on a train, uh, you know, through the Alps or whatever. But the problem is he would have to spend a little bit of time. So, you know, again, he's sort of tested his father's patience as far as it's going to go so what Williams ploy is he as the only child, he gets his mom to argue on his behalf. He's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the little prince that can do no wrong to the mom. So I say like, mom, you know, dad's being unreasonable. And, you know, she's like, you know, Charles, what are you doing? You know, give the boy, you know, let him pursue, you know, she's sort of like an enabler, uh, to my wasting my life. Um, because she keeps hoping that, uh, the next one's going to be the one that catches on. and makes me respectable. So, yeah. And then I guess I would talk to, uh, I, would, I would be sort of passing a lot of this information off to Arthur Emerson uh, because I guess I, you know, I could learn about this stuff, but I'm not going to. So I would let, uh, I'd be like, Emerson, you know, like, what do you think? And I would start a dialogue with him. And, you know, when he's talking to me about it, I'm, I'm earnestly interested because in my head, this is how I'm going to turn things around and make it. But as soon as like, he leaves the room, I'm back to like pretty girls or drinks or stuff like that. So I would be booking passage, making a case to get another you know, pile of money from my dad, and then handing off the heavy lifting to uh, Arthur Emerson.
2: Okay. Uh, why don't you give me a, a credit roll?
5: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this right, is credit rating
2: roll, I should say.
5: Terrible rolling comes in. Okay, so I've got a credit rating of. I Thought it was sixty. It's a skill. Uh, credit rating sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I rolled an eleven.
2: Okay. Yeah, which is going to be a. Uh, it's going to be. Less oh, than it's going to be extreme. Uh, extreme success. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your Your mother's. Arguments in your favor with your father go very well. And uh, you you, you kind of leave the situation flush with funds, uh, flush with freedom. And yes, a a, a booking on the, uh, it, uh, I have to check my maps. I've got them around here somewhere. But you might be on the Orient Express even, uh, or could, leg yeah, of, a least. leg of it. Um, yeah. there's, there's different routes that go through different parts of Europe. But uh, yeah, we'll have one go through. Um, did you say Nice? Are you in Nice, or the Riviera? Uh,
5: or, I was in the French Riviera, Cannes, but I can, can get to whatever can. town. Yeah.
2: yeah, close enough. Maybe even just a, sh- a short cottage ride. a uh, uh, cottage. Uh, carriage. Uh, carriage right away uh, to the next town <laughs> or something. A car ride yeah, for you. Uh, a wonderful True, car I ride probably get a car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, you've got your your trip planned. Uh, anything else you'd like to do as as the the date approaches. Um, and you, and you, you mentioned Emerson and passing along information to him. What, what inf- type of information were you passing along?
5: Um, oh, wait, he's the one that gave me... Is he the one that gave me the packet?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so
1: Emerson oh, okay. is Okay, so the, I wouldn't
5: need to give it.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, so
5: I would ask him, like, you know, I'd ask him, like, you know, so what are you thinking about this? Or what do you... You know, and I would try and, you know, mention some of the things I found interesting, but
4: mm-hmm.
5: uh, he would probably either correct me because he's kind or just sort of nod and ignore me because he knows i'm an idiot (laughs)
4: um
5: but uh yeah i guess we would make i guess we would talk about that second warehouse uh talk about that shipment that was making its way over to new york Mm -hmm. um and then you know start maybe planning a little strategy about this auction and what might be worth
2: yeah yeah and him. and just to be clear, he's not going to be able to go to the auction with you I mean he may be able okay. to help help you prep but he's not going to be there he he just doesn't have the social standing to get in, but he could certainly okay. certainly help you if you had you know yeah. you know your your sense is that i think I think there are some minimum bids on here i mean you could you could certainly yeah. afford quite a number of these just depending on how high the bidding goes um,
5: and he tells me that he's not going to be able to make it. I don't hear that. And I keep assuming he's going to be there
2: uh-huh.
5: um, because I don't hear what people tell me. I just hear what I want to hear. Uh-huh. So he's yeah. like, no, I, I can't. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. So well, I'll yeah. meet you there and we'll figure it out once you get to Austria.
2: Yeah. Now, William, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah, going, I'm, just not listening. I'm not going you you're
5: going. That's, yeah, uh, absolutely. Right. Okay. Good. Good. So it's decided. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I, okay. So.
2: No, I'm, I'm not going. William, <laughs> so William. I'll see you
5: there. Of course.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. I'll see you there. Yeah.
5: I feel like we're saying the same thing.
2: <laughs> we're not. We're totally we're we're not saying the same thing. <laughs> All right. So you, you've got you've got your your travel planned. Uh, who who else? Who's got who's got things that they want to do with with their two months of uh, of of time?
3: Uh, I probably. Just keep up to my normal routine for like probably a month or whatever, but I'll gauge if any of my circles, like various mm. artists, right? So it's like, has anyone heard of this?
2: Oh, Osper House. The Osper House, yes. So you're, okay, you're going to ask your friends. You're going to ask your friends there in, in Munich at the plaster club. Um,. Yeah,
3: like one of my friends is like a he's way more he's more on the abstract art is just literally like a rowing paint against the canvas.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And just like I'm like, do you know what that's house? And I'm like whipping with a pipe or whatever putting there. Mm. Uh
1: what yeah, have
2: we heard? Dieter, <laughs> who's an artist friend of yours at the club. Uh, has actually done some travel to Vienna in the past. Uh, he's actually had items up for auction at the Osberg House, which is quite uh, surprising. He didn't know that Dieter uh, would would succumb to such a commercial uh, approach uh, for his art, right, to get it out in front of the public to sell. Like You respect him as an artist, but... Just never in his his makeup. But he tells you, he t- tells you a number of interesting things about the auction house, the Osperg House. Um, one of the oldest and most respected auction companies in Austria. Um has been in operation since 1847. And since the Great War. Um has been known to auction some of the greatest items from some of the greatest families in Europe. And so back to this idea of nobility, uh, some of these items making it to market, but obviously, obviously um, you know, again with the right amount of decorum, the right amount of of uh, 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 secrecy, um, known to be to be very honest, uh, certainly one of the top auction houses uh, in Europe. Uh, by reputation of the highest caliber um and it is currently run by Friedrich Albert Osberg um who represents the the fourth generation uh, of Osbergs right so the the, the, hi- the headline is among the top auction houses in Europe very scrupulous uh highest caliber Highest circles of of society are involved, uh, and uh, certainly, uh, certainly pulling in in your in your mind some uh, some good art from Germany, as it as it turns out. So,
3: then like second half of my month, I'll get up for me. It's probably easy travel there. I'm just going to take train from Munich to Vienna. It's kind of mm-hmm. a straight shot across. And
1: um, I'll pack like a the way like um, Lucas like Crossfield looks is like he's well dressed but not clean cut. So it's like he'll
3: have like a dress shirt on, but it'll be like this or something like it constantly. So he's like he knows what the guys do, but he's not very he's chaotic. And I have like a duffel bag that's got like my art stuff and those clothes that are okay. also like never fully ironed, or whatever. Because I just like throw them on and like line them up like I'm supposed to, but I don't do the full routine. Okay. Okay. And if the billetsons like in my network love that. Like some lady actually is like he's such so cute. What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's so artistic.
4: Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, you know I, you, you're certainly welcome to try to, to take whatever peerage you want, but I'm assuming um, that uh, you know, coach is probably your speed financially.: yeah, he's is not, that:
3: yeah, he's not a high roller at all. Okay.: Every dollar saved is an extra bottle of paint in the studio.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, you uh, secure a train ticket without too much problem. And uh, that'll be ready to go in a couple months. Um, anybody else have plans, ideas, things they'd like to do? Yeah,
0: I think uh, I think Benoit would have. He would continue taking his usual clientele up uh, up the mountains. But I think that that includes some of that uh, some of the Austrian, you know, manchild nobles that are you know not as wealthy as they once were um and you know I'm not much of a not much of a you know I'm not they, they don't hire me for the company uh but I am I'll probably keep my ears out for any kind of over the next couple of months of mountaineering uh with this this upper echelon clientele see if anybody is talking about Ausburg house or see if anybody you know see if anybody is is talking about any kind of strange not Osberg House because uh, uh, Colson didn't tell me about that but see if any see if anything strange is going on in Vienna see if anything uh, any kind of evil is coming uh, Wow you know I probably would reach out to uh, you know Colson I'm sure came with a couple of his you know buddy buddies from from Sweden uh, I'm sure I have some of their contact information I'd be writing. Writing letters to them to reach out and say, "Hey, you know, uh, has anybody heard from Coulson?" He reached out to me uh, to, to, to you know, just just cross the T's and dot and I's, right? Um, and that's you know that's but it, other than that, business is, I think.
2: Okay, uh, give me go ahead and give me a roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna cross check it against your your no your 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 no and your um your luck. OK, uh, one second. Let me
0: grab the other dice here. Uh,
2: so that is a 11. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes. Um, you are working with a, a, a couple from England. Um, so a, a, a man and his spouse, a man and a woman. Um, and you're taking them on a hike. And uh, you, you strike up a conversation with them, and yeah, the, the discussion turns to auctions and Vienna and Osberg House. And at the mention of the Osberg House, uh, Sir Winston's eyes get wide. He goes, ah, the Osberg House, yes, yes, ah, a wonderful place, wonderful reputation, but – but uh it comes with a couple of strange quirks from what I'm told. And you uh you perhaps pry a little bit into that and he tells you the, the stories that that it's 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 not necessarily a secret, but perhaps not widely known that the Osberg House um when a when a large enough private collection uh is brought to the auction house um they are known to hold special collection auctions, and especially special collection auctions that deal with items from the occult. Um, and you know, for as difficult as it is to get in to the normal auctions, these occult auctions, or the auctions for the occult items, are even more restrictive. Um, they're you know invitation only, uh, no gawkers, no gossipers, um, only the, the finest clientele and, and those who have a reputation with the auction house themselves, uh, to have a, a serious interest in, in the, these types of items, right? So even more exclusive and selective than, than, uh, their normal auctions. But yeah, uh, Sir Winston, uh, you know, it's like, oh, gosh, you know, I, I hadn't heard about that in, in a long time, but yeah, they certainly, uh. Yeah, they certainly uh, uh, know their clientele almost better than anybody else. Um, you know, anybody who goes there will will be dealing with the 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 most upper of the upper class. Um, but if you've got that much money and time, then I suspect you would appreciate those those rare and unusual items.
0: Now did. Did Colson strike me as somebody with that amount of means, or is this would this be kind of a? Uh, uh, w- 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 yeah, just would would he strike me as somebody that had that level of of opulent wealth to be able to to, to be on the list? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, his his wealth and his family's wealth you've come to understand as vast, gotcha. <laughs> vast. <laughs>
1: Astracts not worth counting
2: beyond, beyond counting
1: fair enough
0: okay and then uh as far as travel goes i think i would just come as i go as i come and and uh you know innsbruck is is fairly close to vienna so it's probably not even a not even a regional train it might even be a local train so mm-hmm. just just bumming it and coach uh you know, a quick kiss on the cheek to Frida, and uh, I'll I'll be back in you know a couple of couple of days, uh, okay. and and off I go.
2: Okay. Uh, Bernard, playing yes um, above table.
6: Yeah. May okay. I may I
2: comment on items? May you comment on them? What do you
1: mean? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Great. Right. Okay. Um,
6: Marjorie. Yes. I, I understand that the, uh, now George, George had asked me if I could uh, bid on the first five uh, items. Uh, they're going to uh, support me doing this. And um, I know some of them might uh, be interesting for uh, the museum. Uh, the Egyptian Ankh certainly would, would go well. Um, the manuscript of Beth Elohim. Do you know? Oh, you do. Okay. No, I, I didn't know that's a, uh, a temple in Brooklyn. Oh, did you? Was he a nice boy? Okay, well, you don't have to say anything. Um, I, I'm interested, what would we do with a magician's cossack? No, no, no not, not a Russian horseman. No, no, it's like a robe or something that a magician would wear. Would that be something that, that we would be interested in? Could you talk to Mr. Wilson about it? In, okay. Fantastic.
1: Um, hand of glory is quite disturbing. I couldn't imagine where we would put that. That's a... Yes, it is a hand. A human hand. Yes. Uh, something about candles.
6: Reportedly made from rendered fat. I, no, I, I find it quite disturbing as well. I don't know why I would want to. I'm not saying I want that. No, no, you're misreading what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't think we would want that. You don't believe that Mr. Wilson... No, I didn't think so. Okay. The African fetish? Uh, well, I mean, you remember what happened the last time. Yes. You're going to have to be careful with this one, I'm afraid. I'm sure this would go good uh, in, the, in that section. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, there are a few useful things here, but other than that, um, I this whole thing has me flummoxed a little bit. Well, it's not that I'm worried about going. No, that's not what I said. I said I'm just a little bit... Okay. All right, good. Okay, then you go talk to Mr. Wilson about it, and and, and I will. Uh, we will get back to each other. Okay? Thank you. And then, yes, have a good evening. Yes. And then he goes back to doing his stuff. And so that's a little. Uh... Yeah.
2: So Wilson is an uh, is a, another staff member, curator there at the museum, perhaps.
4: Indeed.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, over the next couple of days, Marjorie reaches out to Wilson, uh, and perhaps some other curators, and yes, they have found some interesting bits of information about these items. Um. Let's see here. Um uh, the blood onk. Um
1: let's see, what do we know about it? It was known to be so yes, yeah, so Wilson
2: joins you in your in your office. Uh Hicks, I don't know what you're getting yourself into with these items. Uh, these are some of this, Marjorie, when I was telling her some of this stuff, I had to stop because I didn't think she could handle it anymore. You sure you know what you're getting yourself I, I into?
6: Think, I, I mean, I, uh, I believe it's for the good of the, it's for the good of the museum, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think honestly, the Egyptian ark would probably go well, uh, next to that, uh, uh, large um, stone piece that you have. Um, from, uh, I believe it was the Common area.
2: Mm. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I see where you're going. I see where, well, this Blood has a, a little bit of a different, uh, a different background. Um, first thing I came no, what, across what do you mean? is... What hmm? I'm sorry, what, what do you mean it has
6: a bit of a different background?
2: Well, the first thing I found is that it was uh, reported to be in the possession of a 14th century sorcerer uh who who allegedly and this is ridiculous of course had been using it to summon demons <laughs> yeah, yeah that's rich <laughs> that's rich
5: that's not exactly what's going to happen in 3 sessions
2: but it, but it there's more it it was lost when he was burnt at the stake in 1371, but then ended up in the hands of Lady Maria Spendoza in Madrid in 1587. This thing's worse than a bad penny. It keeps turning up. Now, you may not know the story of Lady Maria, but let me tell you, she is said to have murdered her children and bathed the ankh in their blood to give it supernatural qualities.
1: This does not sound like something we want here at a gift store.
2: No. Well, I'm not surprised it ended up in this type of auction. And I'm assuming that you've told him about the the auction. Uh, It's been passed from private collection to private collection over the last several decades. But man, man, and that's just the first item that you asked me about. Are you alluding that this piece comes with bad luck? Well, you and I are men of science. Uh, (laughs) We don't believe in luck. I mean, it's not like you could put a number on luck like 85 or something. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this manuscript... Or 37. (laughs) 37. This this manuscript of Beth Ilium, uh, uh, I wouldn't spend more than five pounds on it.
1: Make a good doorstop, perhaps. Uh, I mean, it is is a leather-bound book.
2: Mm.
1: It was written in 1580. Yes. Um, I mean, the gold leaf itself sounds intriguing.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, in that case, I just encourage Uh, you to find out more before you put down
1: some of the Smithsonian's money. Agreed.
2: now the uh the ritual objects that you asked about the uh yes, quite fine, yeah the the cossack the what else was it the wand yes uh, very ceremonial in nature uh you're probably not surprised to learn uh pretty much uh, my sense and my research tells me that it's uh kind of a used in modern performance of ceremonial magic um, uh, I suspect you know given their expected age, they're probably in in beautiful condition um but eh, likely authentic if they're going to end up at a collection like this, an auction like this now, the hand of glory that thing is is something else um I happen to know a little bit about black magic, and I can tell you the Hand of Glory is, is a staple of black magic ceremonies and has been for centuries. It is literally a preserved human hand, and the best ones are from a hanged criminal. Uh, they sever the hand after their death, uh, and it is mounted with five candles, one for each finger uh And made it made from uh, the fat rendered from the body of a murderer, and those are the best of the best. I don't know if you're going to get that quality at this auction or not, but uh uh yeah, yeah, that the is, minimum here is quite low for that one mm.
6: yeah, compared yeah. to some of the other uh, pieces it it may be the lowest with the minimum bid yeah. i I would think that this would be a quite disturbing piece. Is this something that the uh, museum would be interested in acquiring? Oh, you're asking my opinion
1: on that? Yes. Mm.
2: Well, I can't say that we've had one for the last several decades. So uh, perhaps, yeah, I think it's worth a good look. And if, you know, if, hey, if the Smithsonian's foot in the bill... And yeah, let's get it into our hands and s- our hands. <laughs> see, what, see what I did there?
4: <laughs> That's rich.
2: <laughs> and uh wow, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Uh I think it's worth a closer look. All right. I and, mean, we both know <laughs> black magic is just tomfoolery. Nonsense.
4: Nonsense. Utter, utter it's gibberish. Poppycock.
2: Poppycock. <laughs> uh uh and then the African fetish. Uh, I, I read up that uh, this was um, brought back from Africa by uh, Winston Ree Smith, a well-known hmm. English explorer. Uh, he recently passed away, interestingly enough. Um, and the word is is that the the drum and the fetish were made by a Husi witch doctor. Hmm. We could expand our African collection, and I encourage you to to look at that one closely. Give it due consideration. I I will certainly
6: circle that one as something we definitely would
2: like to acquire. Fantastic. Well, you certainly have put me through my paces the last couple days. Well, this had me quite flummoxed. Yes. (laughs) Well, best of luck to you. Let us know how it goes. We'll. We'll uh, celebrate with a drink when you return. Sounds terrific.
6: I will, uh, I will send you a telegram once I'm finished.
2: Hmm.
1: Wonderful.
4: Wonderful.
2: All right. Oh, and uh, your plans for travel.
6: How do you... Uh, probably going to
2: take a, like a shift. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably about a five, six day journey. Uh, by Mm -hmm. steamer um you you can get comfortable passage but probably not extravagant uh uh with the uh the museum's funds um george didn't pay um, a whole lot for the trip (laughs) no he's saving the money for the auction yes saving the money for the auction all right so that was bernard
6: Dear Marjorie, I never knew I would see the inside of my stomach contents so frequently on a journey upon a ship.
3: It's like a six-one ass just leaning over the boat. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, does anybody have anything else they would like to do
1: before we make our way to Vienna? Think I should be good. Get a glass of water. <laughs> I would yeah, like a glass nice. of water. Yeah, do you want to take a break? Was that serious? Yeah, I'm gonna get a break. Yeah, just of a real quick little Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, take. I'll this. show you my legs. <laughs> I'll take a couple <laughs> minutes. Sure. <Bye>. Hollywood <laughs> good more oh, florally out. yeah okay appreciate it
2: all right you guys ready for austria or vienna i should say mm-hmm. vienna calling this yeah. is where we all. Right. <laughs> not yet not yet uh no. all right so yeah you arrive in vienna by your various means i guess I guess it you know, from ship. I don't know Hollywood. Uh, Bernard's going to have to. I don't know. Maybe go into Italy and then up the up the ways there, or into Germany and across. Either way, you've got a little bit of overland travel to do. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, very much uh, all within your means. Uh, and yeah, we're into September. A slight chill is in the air. Uh, it's the the. the the nip of fall is, is starting to take hold um you know uh, uh Benoit, you know you left your mountainous area and it was beautiful as the the snow-capped mountaintops uh are always calling you but they looked especially nice as you were as you were departing uh innsbruck and yeah in vienna um you know it it's maintaining its its posture it's maintaining its uh, its airs, its beauty, but it certainly feels as if it's straining under some level of of, of after effects of the war, right? So the things that we talked about earlier, uh, inflation, uh, run-down parts of town that haven't been rebuilt. Um, there's still some beautiful art, uh, buildings, architecture. Um, you know, some of the uh, the castles and the, the places where nobility would be known to stay and live are still around. But otherwise, it's, uh, it is it is rough going uh, in different parts of town. And you, you certainly notice that coming in. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you do need to find lodgings. And so basically, what I'd like to do is just get an idea of what you're willing to spend on your lodgings. And there's basically a hierarchy of of hotels in the area. Um, the exchange rate is about five. Oh, and even though the the I think it's the kroner is is a currency that is is used. Really, the British pound is about any the only thing that's worth worth doing any transactions in um, these days. And so, uh, a British pound is about five dollars uh in the in 1920s um and just mechanically on the back of your sheet all of you have kind of a spending you have a spending level listed and think of that amount as you know if i can if i need to spend that much i can spend that much at one time uh without Woody any problem Mike. right gotcha. like if i if i got you know i think uh you know bernard you know, I guess maybe putting aside any per diem or stipend from the museum, you know, if you're not spending more than ten dollars at a time, you, you can do that without any bookkeeping. But if you're gonna go out to a nicer dinner, stay at a nicer hotel, you may have to dip into your 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 cash or your your savings or your assets. Um so it just kinda depends on what your appetite is. Um you know that you're you're gonna be running in, in certain circles, but they may never know your hotel, or maybe they will. Who knows? Uh, you can take them back to your room there, uh, William. Um, so so yeah, the tiers. The the, uh, the, the blue-style Vienna Hotel is uh, an excellent hotel, top of the range at five pounds a night. They're about $25. Uh, the Hotel Satcher is about two pounds a night or, what did I say, $10. Uh, You've got the Hotel Bristol, which is comfortable, at a pound a night, uh, $5. Uh, The Hotel Imperial, at 10 shillings, is dingy. (laughs) Or the uh, Danube City Hotel is one shilling a night and is disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> so you don't Sorry, need to remember the, the names the but if maybe if you could remember excellent okay. deluxe comfortable dingy or disgusting uh if you give me a sense of what kind of hotel you'd like to stay in maybe we'll start with excellent perhaps the easiest uh william what's your what's your flavor there
5: uh excellent the first one
2: uh the thing i wrote the down blue. the blue style vienna All right, excellent hotel. And Bernard, I can give you a little leeway if if you want to consider the the museum pitching in some money, but what what does it make sense for you to stay in? Comfortable. Comfortable. Ah, the Hotel Bristol. Bristol. Yes.
6: Mm -hmm. That leaves me $5 for food, and I'm good. (laughs) Very reasonable.
2: Very reasonable. And Lucas, mm, our, our starving artist. Not quite starving, but
3: hey does okay. I'll go with the Imperial.
2: Alright.
1: Dingy. Comfortable but dingy. Yeah. And Benoit? I'm gonna roll a dice between dingy and comfortable. So we're gonna go we're gonna go comfortable.
4: Alright.
2: wonderful wonderful okay um yeah uh through various means of of carriages and taxis and the like uh, you make your way to uh the Osberg house which is actually in central vienna a very nice part of town all things considered um it's about 8 p.m. in the evening at the uh, appointed time and uh oh, Sure, curiously enough, you all arrive at the same time. Oh, well, it was all 8 p.m. for everybody. Maybe one by one you arrive and you are you're each greeted individually uh by a major domo, who I've put a picture of there in the uh the chat room. Ah uh, good evening. Welcome to Osberghaus. I am Franz. Uh, you have business with us? And he's looking at you, Lucas, the first to arrive.
3: Do I do I need to like some sort of pass to get in here, or do I just be like?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you 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 figure that if you were to reference the letter, uh, you could even like... show it, and uh, ah, yeah, yes, very good, very good. Follow me, follow me.
3: Yeah, like, I and... really don't say anything. I just reference the letter and see if lets me in.
2: Yeah, and and you all go through the all four of you go through the the similar situation. <laughs> You're greeted by a very formal uh head of the household head of the business uh Franz the the major dormo for the um, uh, for the auction house and he welcomes you um he uh takes your coat uh should you be wearing a coat um he introduces you to an assistant uh who then goes through a process of um, handling basically any administrative details you know back to the ideas of, of letters of credit um, making inquiries into, into 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 the banks that that need to be handled uh, making sure um, you know your funds are in order uh, perhaps answers any questions about the the auction procedure and the way that bids are placed uh, and things like that um, I'm sorry, what was that? Who was this person? Who uh, was this person? Yeah, uh, so Franz, the major dormo, introduced you to an assistant. And yeah. she's just uh, an administrative person or uh, who helps out with getting the auctions and everybody making sure everything's done properly and above board and everything's lined up. Um.
3: Anything noticeable about her as far as, like, stick out? Like, if I was in a cafe and I had to look over and identify who the assistant was, what would stick out about her?
2: a uh, very plain looking uh her hair is pulled back in a bun uh her she's young but she kind of wears her glasses down on her nose hmm. That's and fine i'm sorry uh your 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 introduction papers please ah thank you I I thank you thank you and, and you do so. notice that they speak uh e- even though with an accent they all speak very good english at least at least the people the two that you've run into so far. Okay. It, Monsieur
1: France
0: has his his uh, Monsieur Coulson arrived.
2: Ah, Ah uh, yes, um uh, uh, many of the other auction participants um uh have already handled their their matters, handled, handled their business uh and they're not here at this time. But uh uh, Air uh, Osberg will will tell you more about them. Yes. Ah, ah uh, there he is now. Ah, Air ah, Osberg, Air Osberg, and you see a a impeccably dressed man in his early fifties, a thin mustache, right, but dressed to the nines in uh, this this wonderful um, dark brown suit, uh fine. Uh, leather shoes, uh, a tie that's that's uh, seems to be from from those of the that you n- know the better things in life of uh, some of the finest silk, uh, very uh, beautiful gold cufflinks, um, handkerchief stuffed in his pocket. Ah, good evening. I am I am Frederick Osberg. And he shakes your hands one by one. Please, please have a seat. And we will. We will talk. Welcome, welcome to Osberg House. I am, uh, I am in charge here. Uh, Franz, uh, uh, drinks for our guests, please, please. Uh, wh- wh- what would you have? And he, he turns to you, Bernard. What would you like to drink?
6: I would like, uh, um, uh, uh, what would you suggest? Ah, the, the coffee here is excellent. And then I, then I will take a uh, coffee with um,
2: one cream and two sugars. <laughs> uh, of course. Of course, Franz. Franz. Uh, 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 you must be the American. He points to you, William.
5: Hmm. Um, Probably <laughs> everything about me screams American. <laughs> yeah. um, also, Pete was wondering if he could jump in. I don't know if he's... This is a bad time. But... um. But yeah, so I I look at uh I was like, you know, I'll I'll take a coffee as well if you could put maybe like um maybe that much whiskey in the in the coffee. Do you guys do uh do you guys do that here?
2: Uh of course. Yeah, yeah. Your your wish. Your wishes are our, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Yes, yes, Franz. Yes. Shouldn't be your problem. And also
5: uh I'm going to be expecting someone. I don't know if he's here yet. It's a man named uh, Arthur Emerson. Um, I haven't seen him yet, but if you could let me know when he arrives, that's uh, very important.
2: Uh, don't know if we're expecting a Mr. Emerson, but uh, of course, uh, should he arrive, uh, you will be alerted
5: promptly. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's very important. Yes.
2: Yes. yes. And and he kind of gives a look uh, to our German friend. Lucas, and he's got a kind of a curious face. He's he's maybe perhaps running his eyes and da- eyes up and down on you, perhaps taking in your attire. Uh, and you, sir, would you like something to drink?
3: Oh, it's fine. And yeah, I like I pull out the little metal case that I like say, not hurt the exhibits. So like my little ten cigarette case. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. I just
5: doing in my own business waiting for the coffee to show up so, <laughs> and then I'm over here. Oh shit. Were we supposed to ask about the, <laughs> is it okay? It is, it's okay. Okay.
3: Uh, I course. say something <laughs> in German about Americans, like kind of my breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
2: you, sir, uh, uh, he points over to Benoit a drink for you. Coffee is fine. Monsieur. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, Make it five. One for yourself, Franz. Six. Six coffees, please. Ah, Well, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. Welcome to Vienna. We are so proud to have you as our honored guest here at the House of Osberg. Um, how, how, How has your trip been going so far?
1: Pleasant.
6: Got a beautiful picture I'm, here. It's beautiful. I'm just uh, slightly concerned that my funds. Have. I'm wondering if if Franz could could check on that. I believe uh, I, I should have a, a, a line of credit um, for for uh, the auction. I just want to make sure that everything is is in in line. Oh yes, J- from the J- Museum J- of Natural History
2: in New yes, York City. Yes, yes, Janelle. Janelle is working on that. She will. Make sure everything is in order. Was that the, the small fraud uh, line I, I saw? There? Yes. Yes. Nah, good. Yeah, okay. well, wonder, wonderful Thank assistant. Wonderful assistant.
5: Can I ask above the table, would I have heard of um, Bernard back, back in New York? I, I don't know. What do, what do you? Um... I think Bernard knows your family, okay. but doesn't okay.
6: necessarily know you.
5: Okay, got it, got it. And maybe I recognize the museum you work for, but I don't oh, know you. Okay, you got totally it. totally
6: recognize the museum. When I oh, say so museum sorry. of natural history in New York City, you're probably like, eh.
5: Yeah, so that that's why I was wondering uh, if it's tripping any flags. And so, you know, when, when you mentioned that, you know, William just sort of... William looks at you both... You know, because I, I I feel like I've probably been disrespected in these circles trying to do what I'm trying to do, but um, at the same time I feel like oh that might be something useful to remember, so I sort of pocket that away. Uh,
1: apologies. Yes, yeah, so that's that's it. I just wanted to figure that out.
2: Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Um, after several minutes, uh, Franz. Brings out uh, a silver platter uh, with co- coffee serving, um, mm. a pot and the cups and a little. Uh, what'd you say? Whiskey there, William? Was it whiskey? Three. A, little, of whiskey. Yeah. Little, bit. a little, yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the cups are only I mean, this if you big. If we get but, there, uh, that's
5: okay. Like I'm not gonna get angry. But yeah. <laughs> you're
2: gonna need two cups. You could for pour that the much.
5: coffee out of the glass. That'd be help me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like yeah. yeah. My martini is dry. That's what I want you to do with the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. a wafting of just the, the hint of it. Yeah.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so your. It was enough. <laughs> so your trip it's it's been good. That is great to hear. It's can be difficult to get around. This uh, part of the uh, the the uh, continent has not uh, fully recovered from the war but I'm glad to see that you've arrived safely and and your accommodations. How are you, how are you finding your accommodations?
5: Honestly, stunning. Uh, One of the nicest places I've stayed in a while.
2: Oh, really? Really? Where are you staying?
5: Uh, I'm staying at the, uh, at the excellent, at the uh, blue style Vienna. Uh, Sorry, blue Blue style Style. hotel. Yeah. Uh, Can't recommend it enough. Uh, And, and I look Have you guys, are you, are you staying there? Uh, I just give like a like
3: a twisted look, like what I look like. Doesn't just...
5: <laughs> even occur to me. I'm just like, I mean, what do you guys think? You must, you guys almost think it's great too, right? I'm not the only one.
0: It was nice when the train went past it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like Dame drops some actress and like she enjoyed it. Like,
2: <laughs> so he's he's not. You're not sure that uh, you're not sure that he's buying it. He's. Uh, I see. Well, very well. It's still you've arrived, and that's great. Uh, uh, well, I, I do have some news about the auction. We have we've had to reschedule things a little bit. Hmm. I'm sorry to say, uh, but uh, we we needed some additional time to prepare for the auction, and for a handful of the uh, the other participants uh, uh, to make their way here. So uh we do expect the auction to take place uh tomorrow night at uh 11 p.m. um after a a late champagne dinner uh will be given here beforehand we we invite you to arrive uh sometime around 9 9:30 um and uh meet the other participants uh, perhaps peruse uh some of the auction items that will be on display and then yes uh, we will have uh, uh some of our finest chefs in the area will be here to uh, serve dinner prepare and serve dinner for you and uh again the but the auction itself will take take place promptly at 11 uh yeah a- after hours after our normal business hours as you can imagine uh uh an auction uh uh for reasons of privacy we're we are holding it uh after hours as i'm I'm sure you can understand, given the the nature of the auction
1: I'm like I'm trying to think if I say this in like
3: english i, I yeah I'll be like polite I would say this in just because like, 'cause I'm just like currently like Germans are pretty lit with the bohemian thing, what's so? Why is this going to be so private?
5: Uh, I mean, all well, the best things are.
2: <laughs> that is, that is, that is part of it. Uh, I would say uh, Herr Geist or Gast. Um, yeah. This collection, as I'm sure you saw from the catalog, is a bit uh, unusual. Uh, it isn't isn't our normal daily fare, um, and so uh again i i i chalk it up to the we we take the privacy of our our clientele very uh, very much to heart and um you know whoever's selling whoever's buying that is that their that is their business and no one else's and so we we do try to keep it discreet as possible um you know for for items that perhaps appeal to a larger audience. Um, We might, uh, you know, those would be the items that we would sell during the day, auction during the day.
6: Is there an auction in the day? I mean, what is the meaning of uh, it being so late in the evening? I understand that Europeans might have a meal at 8 in the evening or something like that, uh, but um, to even eat at 9 seems uh, ludicrous. But uh, to have the entire auction, I mean, when, when would the auction be done? I mean, uh, it seems like it wouldn't be until one in the morning or something.
2: I assure you, sure, sir, there's nothing ludicrous about the business we conduct here at the House of Osberg. Or Osberg House. <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant
6: no harm, no, no offense. Uh, I was uh, strictly asking why uh, it was so late. Ah. Yeah.
3: And the um I'll go like is basically like guess is the get like is the guessless public for who's gonna be there? And I give my reasoning, I'm just like I have a lot of acquaintances throughout the German states and keeping them all in line is tricky. Just wonder if I'll bump into anyone I know.
2: Ah. The the appropriate time to know the other guests would be at the time before dinner, you'll have an opportunity to mingle with them. I, I assure you, they are of uh, the finest uh, quality of auction attendees that you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. uh, no, we, we maintain, uh, you know, uh, it would be embarrassing if someone were to back out at the last minute. Uh, we, And for that reason, we don't uh, share that information in advance.
4: OK. He'll, um, he'll
3: take those good answers.
2: All right. So I think one of the things I sent to you guys was an envelope labeled was it labeled number one or envelope one or something like that.
1: Oh, yes. Crack the sucker?
2: Yeah. Or was it an envelope? It's right. I, ta- I just taped it. Yeah, you can just open that up. Yeah.
5: And while we're all doing this, you know, I I turned to uh sorry, to Hollywood's character, Bernard. I'm like, you know, if you need help staying up, Austria's own Sigmund Freud wrote a whole book about the wonders of cocaine, and I'm sure we our uh host could get us some and uh right.
6: sounds very interesting. Thank you. I, I am aware of, of you and your and uh and the, the gas, um uh, steel money um, I believe your father may have uh, purchased a thing or two for the museum so uh, of course our gratitude goes to your family
1: where the hell is Arthur Arthur I thought he would well anyway They'll let me know when he arrives but people, I'm not expecting the Lady Margaret to be here right
2: you are you do expect okay. her to be, Yeah. You do expect her to be. There. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you name drop her, but um yeah, your expectation would be that she would be there to to introduce you to her friends, as you said.
3: Um uh, sorry,
5: uh that doubles down on
3: my guest list question actually, so that's good.
5: Yeah. And, and sorry, what, what her name was Lady Marjorie. Uh,
2: Marjorie. Yeah. Lady Yeah, yeah Lady, Lady Marjorie. Marjorie. Mags. Dollars. Mags for short. Oh, got it, Lucas <laughs> darling. You must meet my friends; they're fabulous. <laughs>
4: All right, Content so
2: artists. the 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 prop or whatever you want to call it, I gave you nothing more than a. I th- it should be a two-story map of Osberg House, and so you you know this is basically what you've surmised in your thirty forty minutes. In your visit, you know you you pick up I and mean, nothing. You don't pick up like the demon summoning room or anything like that, right? Like it, these are it's a you know they're off. It's basically office on the first floor, uh, and on the second floor is the um, is the, the auction area, right? And uh, you do pick up like there are there are actually four different auction rooms. And each one has a color, and I guess I've got the, the map here. Um, you got the green room, the gold room, the blue room, and the brown room. So when auctions are held, an auction is held. Oh, we're oh we're meeting in the green room, or we're 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 holding the auction in the gold room, right? And so, uh Osberg tells you that yeah, we'll the the the, the dinner will be held. Uh, uh, on the second floor, with the auction being held thereafter in the green room. Did you say the auction is being held in the green room. In the green room, yeah, in the green, yeah, green room on the second floor. So, so think of it like the dinner is going to be. They're going to set up tables at the top of the stairs, um, uh, you know, on the on the landings. And then the the auction itself will be well. You'll find out more tomorrow night. <laughs> interestingly enough. Uh, okay, uh, that might be it with uh, for the business side of things on uh, uh, at the Osberg House. Unless you have any questions, uh, any other questions uh, before I let you attend to your business for the evening, the remainder of the evening.
0: Monsieur Osberg, uh, will will Osberg House be providing any kind of uh, activity for us to be doing during the day? Uh, with it being so late, or are we just to take in the city
6: at our own leisure?
2: Ah, oh, I I encourage you to take in this magnificent magnificent city. Vienna has so much to offer our visitors. Uh, we have no auction scheduled for tomorrow during the day, though. Uh, otherwise, you'd be welcome to take part in those, but uh yes, I encourage you to is, to
0: is anything city. is anything set up where we could uh, observe it tonight or is it all sight on scene tomorrow
2: oh the auction items yeah uh, a yeah, yeah. a common question i'm i'm afraid i must i must give all of the auction participants the same access and Cannot play favorites, so I'm, I must politely decline that that uh, that request. Uh, but but we will have the items on display uh, during the dinner time and the uh, the uh, mingling the, under under close watch uh, of our uh, docents. But uh, yes, the items will be on display before the auction, and then of course they could be inspected uh, when they are they are up for auction individually. But Unfortunately, I cannot allow access to them right now.
1: Very well. Monsieur,
0: are you, do, do you have plans tomorrow? Um,
6: no, I was uh, perhaps going to uh, wander the city a bit and, uh, and see uh, uh, what was left of it.
0: Monsieur, you said you are from the Natural History Museum of New York?
6: Yes, uh, Mr. Uh, what was your name again?
0: Uh, you may Benoit is what all my friends call me Benoit Gagnon, but yeah. uh, it's ben, ben. Is fine. Um, would you? Would you? You are staying at the same hotel, I believe, sir. Um, would you? Yes, would you, I, you, I saw you in the lobby. Mm-hmm. I,
1: yes.
0: you. You had many bags with you. It was quite impressive. Um, <laughs> would you. Would you. Would you care to take breakfast with me in the morning? I guess I don't see
1: why not bon
2: indeed oh, my apologies, I did not know you did. we are not acquainted with each other uh introductions do, do, do. introductions okay now you're all introduced
3: yeah, mm-hmm. um, the entire time like the introduction the initial introduction happened, I'm just like I have like a sketch pad out just like awkwardly staring at um gast like once in a while, I like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, gast is
5: um. He's not ugly. Appearance is sixty five. So I mean, he's not crazy good looking, but he might have like a distinguishing look to him a little bit. Um, and and while you're sort of, I, I catch catch you sketching me. I'm like, do you think uh, Mags is coming? Is there is there any chance that Mags is going to be here? Did you say?
1: Crowd uh, Eyed Marjorie,
3: will be here. Is she? She's an. Is she? What's her trade? Love table tie.
2: Uh, you know her to be the daughter of a steel baron.
3: Oh, so she's just wealth. Okay. Um,
1: I'm just like, yeah, timeliness do
3: not know. Probably similar to your schedule. I just like continue.
5: <laughs> so, above the table, if this is okay, in my head, um, we totally met in London cause we run in the same high society circles and I'm going to be shocked when she has no memory of meeting me <laughs> um, <laughs> because she's stunning. And I felt like, I felt like there was something there. Like I felt like there's a little spark or a little electricity uh-huh. and she's not going to have any idea who I am. I'm like, no, seriously, like maybe she knows my family name, but I'm like, no, we met, <laughs> you know, I did that summer at Oxford and she's like, yeah, no, I, I don't remember you at all. um, but, but aside from that, though, I, I sort of, you know, I sort of look, um, where did I write his name down? Franz, right? Franz is the one we're talking to. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Uh, so, so Franz is, Franz is the major domo. Friedrich Osberg is the head of that oh, Osberg house.
5: Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. So I, I sort of look oh. around and I kind of, if he's willing, I kind of like pull him aside and, uh. And I, and I just say, like, I get what I'm doing here, <laughs> but I, I don't, uh, I don't understand this really. And now I have a, I have a fast talk skill. And so what I'm trying to find out is inside information about, you know, probably on some level, maybe not literally, I, I could probably, like you were saying, I probably buy a lot of this stuff, but I. I'm trying to be a collector and not just some, you know, hoarder. Um, and so I'm just trying to figure out like, what, what is the, what is the meaning of this particular auction? Like, what are we all doing here and why is it structured like this? And maybe I've never actually been to an auction. And if God damn it, if Arthur would just show up and sort of explain things to me, um, (laughs) this could probably be a lot easier, but, uh, maybe his ship got delayed or he's on the wrong train he's who knows. Um, so that's, I'm just trying to get a little more information about the background of this auction. If I'm able to smooth talk it out of them. Um,
4: sure. Is it okay?
5: Yeah. Is that yeah. something that's okay to roll? Okay. Sure. Let me roll. Yeah. Let's do it. Ooh, I got an, got an 18. Uh, I've got a skill of 65 for fast talk. So it's not a, it's not a 13 extreme success, but it's a hard success. Yeah. I'm sorry with my, with my stupid costume. I can't read. And <laughs> yeah.
2: in it, it case it's been a while since you've played, but remember when you pass a skill check,
5: oh yes, you mark.
2: You want to you want to check the little box next to it, because um, that'll tell you that you know if you go through a skill advancement, that's what you're going to get credit for. So you know you only need to check it once. And there's a handful of skills that don't have check boxes, but so you just passed your fast uh, talk skill, and so you check that box, and yeah so I can't do a verbatim, but basically, Osberg tells you uh it would be hard for you as an American to understand how difficult it's been for Austrians after the war and he he takes kind of on a somber tone and uh it's been a tough time for some of our our best clients and but the uh, the the house of Osberg has not forgotten uh, those who have done well by us over the years. And so in any way we can, we stand ready to serve our clientele. And if that requires an extra level of privacy and discretion, then so be it. And this is the type of auction that requires it. And so uh, certainly, uh, we will treat our, our guests and our clientele to the best auction experience that we can deliver. Um, and that's the reason for the, the, what I expect to be a delicious dinner. But at the same time, uh, we do have to keep it away from uh, those w- who would pose undue questions about what's going on here and perhaps tarnish the reputation of, uh, of our clientele who would rather just not have others know that they're selling or buying. That is no one no one's business but their own. And so we will honor those relationships and requests and you know, uh for someone in your situation in America, I get it. You know, you're a little bit flashier than they are. And times are probably not as tough either, but but uh this is the, the,
1: the lot that we're facing right now.
5: So you're saying that there's going to maybe be a lot of these. A lot of hard-pressed Austrians have a lot of things they might need to unload because of hard times. Uh,
2: not getting
5: the sympathy it, or the empathy at all.
2: It is safe <laughs> to say this, will not be, this is not our first auction of this type and will likely not be our last.
5: Hmm. All right, I might have to put some roots down here in your beautiful city. Uh, you will
2: find it find it wonderful, and on the mend, I might say, I might add. Hmm.
1: And
5: and then you know, I think William would turn to the rest of the group, and he's like, "Well, uh, he's like, gentlemen, look, if we're going to be sort of entering the arena, so to speak, tomorrow evening, let us at least have a meal together. Uh, may I offer to, may I invite all of you to the." Um sorry, the uh blue style Vienna hotel uh for dinner tomorrow night before the auction. Oh no, no, they're serving dinner. um maybe for for a cocktail before uh before we have a meal together.
1: We job.
6: <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoy that. thank you.
5: And uh, hopefully I can introduce you to Arthur, and uh hopefully uh, Madge will be there. Uh, you know, if she enters, gets into town, you know, make sure she knows.
1: <laughs> and it's like, I will, if I see her before you do, I'll let her know. It's hard to say. I just uh, wait for her to show up and go from there. Wonderful.
2: Wonderful.
3: And I'll like rip off a page and like just hand it to Gast. I'm going to see how good of a. Did I Just do this quick sketch of him while, I'm t- while everyone's talking.
2: <laughs>
3: Let's See how good this was. It might be bad.
2: You you handed it to him. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh man, we crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a weirdly realistic illustration of you that <laughs> <laughs> so I just banned you, and then like I get up and like start to walk down the hallway and light another cigarette. <laughs> he, lo- he
2: looks. <laughs> he, he looks rather pleased with the, the rendition.
3: Oh, yeah, I
5: am thank you, beautiful.
1: sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I could probably. Auction uh, yeah, this. yeah.
5: Um, uh, what would a frame cost for this?
2: <laughs> for the for the sketch you just did of, of, of Fr- Frederick.
5: Yeah, so I, I ask, you know, was it me or was it Friedrich? Who did who did you sketch? I sketched you. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I I, sketch free. uh, Yeah. So I ask the owner of this austere, respected establishment, the most mundane, like entry door level. Hey, could you put this in a frame for me? Like, could you put this in a? Can you wrap this up for me and um and uh, just have it sent to my hotel?
2: Uh, Janelle could could help you with that. Yes, of course.
5: Now I don't know Janelle. Could you do it? I know you. I don't know Janelle. I trust you. You
2: you just (laughs) Franz. Wait, that's fantastic. We help our American friend. You help. (laughs) Yes, of course, of course. And he takes it from you, and he discreetly turns to Franz and gives it to him to, to go do something with.
5: And and seriously, the moment Arthur Emerson gets here please either contact me here, reach out to my hotel. I, I have to speak to him. Uh,
2: again, we're we're not expecting uh, Mr. Emerson, but shall See, I he... feel like we're
5: saying the same thing?
2: We're, we're not <laughs> at all, <laughs> but
5: that's great. Same lockstep. I love it. So yes. when he gets here, you'll let me know.
2: <laughs> don't expect him at all, but we will Perfect. let you know if he does, but he won't.
5: Outstanding. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So uh anything anything else with uh with uh Friedrich? I don't know if I keep on saying Friedrich or Frederick, but you know who I mean.
5: Yeah. Uh sorry, I, I didn't mean to monopolize, but no, I'm good. Okay. How late <laughs> is-, is it in the day? What was that? How late is it in the day? I know I'm meeting the yeah, American for cocktails tomorrow.
2: It's yeah, it's getting you know, you guys arrived uh I think close to eight, seven thirty-eight, I forget what I said. Um it's getting close to nine o'clock in the evening.
1: I'll do a walk around Oz House
3: and then head back to the Imperial. Okay. In case I see or hear anything interesting.
0: I think yeah. uh, bef- before you walk out of the room I would I would realize my misstep and, and only inviting uh Hollywood's character to to breakfast and uh, oh messieurs uh, breakfast at the at the the Imperial of course for for all of my new friends, Uh, which I assume that uh, Gaz is just just uh, not even he doesn't even hear hear me speaking Uh, but you know I'll turn to 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 Herr Klaus breakfast if if you uh, care to join us.
3: Gas off for breakfast or is that cocktails later?
0: The cocktails with at, at the rich place. Okay. <clears throat> and I mean, bre- like, breakfast at, the, at the, the comfortable place.
3: Yeah, that is my one, like, definitely, like, I don't know if it's a starving artist trope, but, like, I literally, like, have a, I, I don't know what the skill would be, but, like, the, my ability to get other people to pay for everything. Constantly. <laughs> We're going to get along just fine is, like, one of the things I like to do. It's like, I will, that's why I've got, like, that's why Lady Marjorie's my friend, because I'm just like, she's like, Dolly, we have to go to this. I'm just like, Ja. And just, here's a painting. (laughs) Buy me dinner.
1: (laughs) So I immediately
2: agree. All right. Bernard, anything? on your end? Y'all done?
6: No, I'm, uh, I'm good. I mean, I would probably, are we on the first floor at the moment?
2: And where are we, Frederick
6: Os- Osberg's office?
2: Uh sure. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, Franz, Franz could give you a tour if if you'd like. Um, sure. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think someone asked about that. Um, yeah, so Franz gives you a quick tour of the first and second floor, the, the accessible areas. Um, yeah, you actually notice a little bit of work going on to prepare for the auction tomorrow night. Tables are being set up and and uh perhaps you see a chef or two and some wait staff uh preparing kind of a makeshift kitchen area in one of the um the rooms upstairs. Um but uh yeah, it's uh it's pleasant enough. It's you know, uh beautiful chandeliers, uh gold trim, fine decor
1: Tyler. throughout. While As we walk-
4: he's Long showing time. me around
1: um, and we walk past the green prep room
6: mm-hmm. uh, I notice that the door is open mm-hmm. and with a 59 on a spot hidden I don't think I'm going to do it. Nope. I, I don't see anything interesting. I might push it.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you know, should you fail and get caught looking and snooping, it'll probably mm-hmm. hurt your reputation to some degree with uh, with Franz, uh, but... Uh, yeah,
5: I'm not, I'm not going to push it then. I just was, as we were walking past, like, doing one
2: of those,
6: like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe yeah, I, I see, see someone back as they're moving past something and that's it. hmm
2: Yeah, as far as you can <laughs> tell, none of the items are out. Um, or anything interesting, uh, but yeah, preparations are underway.
1: Is uh,
0: is Osberg still in his office while they're going on the tour everywhere?
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, he stayed behind. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Perfect time to attack him. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we stab him in the back and <laughs> we rob I the place and-, and, we- and we leave. <laughs> Put on your Osberg face mask. <laughs>
3: This is an OSR guy. Stop, please.
0: <laughs> you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm I'll I'll stick back in his in his office and I'll, I'll make I'll continue to make small talk with with Osberg. But while we're standing around his room, I assume we've moved on from coffee to you know the cocktail, You know he's got a decanter of something in his <laughs> in his office. Um, uh-huh. uh, I'll I'll see. I'll use a spot hidden and see if I can't you know casually see anything if he's got anything interesting on his desk just you know cuz i'm i'm here looking for colson right so that's that's what i'm i'm thinking see if he's got anything on the guest list for him so uh and that's a 21 against my 25
2: okay yeah uh, you know item wise you don't see anything and here's here's what you do see it's actually more what you don't see. You don't okay. see any, I'll say, family photos, uh, photography, any indication that he uh, has a family. Could be a coincidence. Could be something uh, about um, just the way that uh, he keeps his office. But you know, you wouldn't be surprised if a you know, portrait of his wife. Uh, he 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 has a wedding ring on, mm-hmm. uh, but there's no portrait of wife or children or anything.
0: I'll I'll you know I'll, I'll bring that up while, while we're in the course of small talk. I'll be uh, Monsieur uh, Monsieur Osberg, yeah. uh, where, where where do you reside? Where is your wife and family? Are they are they local? Are they
2: are they here in, in Vienna? Yeah. Ah, I am I am sad to say they are no longer with us. Uh, oh my
0: Monsieur lost the, my
2: lost in the war, I I'm sad to say. My
0: apologies, monsieur. I did not mean to bring up uh, such such foul memories. Uh, mm-hmm. let us let us toast them. Uh, and, and to all of the our, our fallen family uh, from the war. A terrible
2: thing. Yes, terrible. May, may there never be another war, and I, I a war to end all War wars.
0: to end all war. <laughs>
1: to peace, peace. Yes.
3: There is voice. There was not peace. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty
6: years later. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing to see, huh? <laughs> uh, the-
3: during the I kind of like initially shadow William, but slowly don't shadow him. Just like like I'm just hanging out with William because I like notice like he doesn't care.
1: It's up here. Up you muted art. What was that? Art's still. muted. Art, Art's definitely still
4: on mute.
5: Sorry. Uh are are you trying to yeah. sort of sort of tell me a little bit surreptitiously or no, like, I'm just going to
3: like, this is like the gimmick that I do. Where I'm like, all right, he's the money. He's a dilettante. I'm an artist. I could just do that thing and he'll just pay for whatever is going to happen for the next five hours before I pass out of my hotel. That's basically a closet I sleep in.
5: Well, that's the thing, because, you know, obviously. I, I guess William would be sort of buttered up in the narcissistic way because you drew his picture. Exactly. And you look like a guy who knows where to go in the evenings and I don't know Vienna very well at all. So why don't you show me around and uh let's uh let's go have some fun. Everybody's invited. Um I think it's you're on the Bohemians team. Uh you know, I'm just uh I want to see something different. You know, I've been spending all summer with beautiful women in South of France. The New York women are just boring as shit. Um, So I just want to see something a little different now that I'm in part of the
1: world. I've never been before. I get us to a nice
3: risque Austrian establishment that I have heard of in the various discussions I've had with fellow Germans. I'm trying to think of a good name for it. Um, let's go with... Yeah, and anybody who wanted to... I'm going, like, in German. Google in real quick. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I dropped there for a second. Are we, are we going partying? Are we going bar hopping? Is that so what's you, happening? You guys are hitting the town. That's what
5: I'm trying to do. But if other people and I said whoever wants to go, um, I above. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no, please. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say
5: above the table. Uh, William's a little concerned that Arthur might not make it. He's he still <laughs> thinks there's a chance he will, but he's he should have been here already, and he's not ready to do this on his own. So, what part of what he's going to be doing with this, the cocktails the next night, whatever it is. He's going to try and smooth talk to sort of get the idea of like, what should I be paying attention to? Because I have no idea. Um, And I can't afford to just buy the place out as much as I want to make it look like I can. Um, So I'm just going to try and uh, try and get some kind of information. Like what is it that if they have their eyes on things, what is it and why? Because I have no idea. And so I'm, since I'm not going to become an expert in the field maybe i can shortcut my way as i have through most of my life um and sort of try and buy it a little bit so that's that's william's motivation for doing this it's not entirely just to go have a good time that's part of it but if he can get the guys to go he wants information
1: Yeah, so he could
3: he could definitely grill me as I take him to like we're just at like a um, as your I I find the most European Austrian bar slash club that I can that I'm aware of in Vienna. Uh, we'll
1: say it's called the uh, Das. Uh, What's the word? Das
3: Kapital. <laughs> cool. like, uh, I think it's like, I got to be butchering this R and Dung, which is like the arrangement. It's just mm-hmm. like a full plethora of like Vienna
1: aesthetics on the risque side.
5: Like Williams, and they just like, is that a girl or a guy? Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm looking for. That's where we are. <laughs> nice.
2: All right. So let's uh, let's kind of montage it through the evening. Uh, I don't know who else is going to go along with them. Um, And I guess let's do it this way. So William is after information about if you've got an item or two in the auction that you've got your eye on. Um, We'll kind of stay away from any PVP stuff. So you guys can decide individually if there's anything that kind of stands out to you and if that you want to if you want to share that information we won't, yeah. we won't like do opposed roles or anything like that um i guess i'll just it, it, this can be just for everybody um bernard anything that you want to share with the group or are you pretty guarded
6: i think bernard is quiet
2: um and he he goes along
6: but he just kind of sticks to himself and he's always sort of checking his watch and, and looking around the room. And then like somebody may something and he would go, I- I'm sorry, what? And then, you know, he may be interested in, in speaking a little bit about some of the things, um, uh, but he's not going to get in depth about what the museum wants to acquire or what his purpose is, obviously uh, to be smoke and mirrors, drive the prices up, get everybody to spend money on the first Bunch of things, and then you know somebody swoops in and gets gets what they want later. So he's he's never gonna
1: you know play any of that out. Um. Okay. Uh, Lucas, and are have, you uh, first on me? Um, I probably lean to like my German bias a little bit with uh two of the items. <laughs> and has lucas been at an auction before uh
2: you tell me would you, would you like him to be like to what end i, I mean if it's not like. too hard to not too hard to be at an auction uh as a seller as a buyer
1: ooh he's definitely been as a seller
3: and um Like his little tidbit he'll give about like the listings is like he's like a few of these items are definitely the minimums much higher. And he's like, that only happens when there's some He's like either it's a trap and they're trying to get you to bid immediately, or overpriced.
1: He's like sword, head
3: very pricey. Also, all the German things in the market. So probably the most authentic. That'll be like People say a painting's from France, but it's not from France. It just has extra flowers in it or something like that. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. Oh,
0: I would be highly offended by
1: that. <laughs>
3: yeah, but I'm just like, as soon as I, like I say I'm just like, no offense.
0: Monsieur, <laughs> 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 I, I fought in your general direction. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, Benoit? <laughs> Anything?
0: I think I would. I you know. I don't think I've ever been to an auction. I don't think that it's really my scene. But having flipped briefly through the pamphlet on the train, I would lean in to to William and say, "You know, they would not price it so high with the minimum bid if it wasn't worth something." I think the sword is definitely worth at least three times what they say it is. At least, yeah. Monsieur.
1: That's what I would bid on
5: interesting this is great stuff
0: that's <laughs> and i say it with with 100 confidence too uh, that is what i would bid on anything with three digits is what i would bid on
5: i mean the logic checks out because i'm looking at my character sheet and like i don't know what the skill would be like my psychology is like really low so i feel like if you guys are trying to reverse something on me i'd probably fall for it <laughs> I, like uh you know i'm not sure what the right thing to look at is but um,
0: between your between your psychology and my terrible persuasion, I don't know. It'd be a it'd be a race to the bottom on that. So.
2: Shots. Yeah. Shots,
1: shots, yeah, shots,
2: yeah. I mean, psychology would be kind of a good proxy for trying to figure out somebody's motivation. Are they yeah. are they are they blowing hot air? Are they,
5: yeah. So using that as a guide, my skill of ten, I would not be able to gather if you're trying to pull one over on me at all or my, get my, information from me or anything
0: my first is, uh, is 11 so i think that that,
5: that uh, so you win yes you is, Bern, is bernard at the
3: uh, the arrangement with us or did he
6: yeah he's there okay He's just kind to be in quiet he may say something like when you're talking about the sword and how you know that's probably worth you know bidding on uh, he would probably go uh, he, he's right, you know.
0: Mm. <clears throat> uh, this is a man of, this is a man of science. This man knows what he is talking about, Monsieur.
6: It's true. I, I do. I do know history and and science and uh, uh, archaeology. I, I would certainly uh, uh, think to, to to spend a lot of my uh, funds if I were you, uh, with you know the uh, the steel money that that you're your father, of course, has, would probably be wise to put towards uh, something uh, as expensive as that. I couldn't see anybody outbidding you. So certainly, uh, that's where I, that's what I would do. And I, I
1: think... Go,
4: sorry,
5: ahead. go ahead. No,
1: no, go ahead. Go ahead I'm
5: just saying, William enjoys being flopped. He enjoys that. Um, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> I'll pull sorry, away. Go ahead, Patrick. Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead, Patrick.
0: But uh, I, I think the the only thing the only other thing I would say is uh, lot number ten. Uh, some of these items are very old. from New York, a country in the United States, a country that has not been around. You know some of these exciting items, like uh, the from the second Ming Dynasty. You know, you know these these are things, Monsieur, that you must bid on. These are things that are would if for your collection that you go on and on and on and on and on about this is this is, these are the kind of items that a man of your stature uh,
1: should be purchasing this. Year. Hmm.
0: We're going to lean into that. It's going to be yeah
5: And I can tell you as, as the night goes on, you know uh, how we get there, the one thing that's definitely going to happen is I'm going to get near blackout drunk and by the end of the night, I'm wondering why we're all not starting an art museum together. This is crazy that we're bidding against each other. And guys, like we could I mean we could open up something here. Like we could open up something here. Um No, I mean we could open up I mean we could open up something right here. I don't know why these Austrians are trying to get us to fight against each other. I mean that feels very like these Austrians like they, you know, these Austrians. But uh but we should open up a place.
6: Bernard gets, is getting nervous and doing a lot of, you know, again, checking his watch uh, and, and wondering if it's maybe time to go to bed. <laughs> I, I'm sorry go, right. ahead.
3: sorry, go ahead. For like a sober and actually for maybe a role. This is like, I guess the phrase would be like flashback role. I see, I see like this, they mentioned Azoth on the sword. And it rings a bell from a, like, German poet back in one of the studios at one point. I have a decent listen roll, so I don't know if that would allow me to retain that info, or if there's any deets on that.
2: Uh, you're interested in the sword, are you? Mm-hmm.
3: Specifically the fact that they mentioned the word Azoth, and I'm like, I've heard someone say that word before.
1: Yeah, uh... But you can tell me what I need to roll for that. Yeah,
2: give me oh. uh, yeah, give me an occult roll. Oh, <coughs>
1: wow.
2: It's
3: alphabetical. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, let's see.
2: Twenty five. Under twenty five. Ooh. Yeah, we got a saw twenty. Nice. <sighs> yeah, we well, yeah. what do you remember about Azoth? Hmm. Uh...
1: Keep track of my pages. Um, I'll tell you there. So the, the, the,
6: yeah, Pericles. Paracelsus.
2: Cel- Paracelsus. Celsus. Paracelsus. Um, yeah, so you recognize uh, Azoth and the name Paracelsus. Um, and it's fortunate that you are German, Paracelsus was a German philosopher, an alchemist. Um, he was, legend says, summoned up by a demon. No, he summoned up a demon and had it imprisoned within the hilt of the sword to do his bidding. Um, And so modern occultists uh, and students of alchemy believe that Azoth, the name engraved on the hilt, stands for the vital principle which makes life possible,
1: not for the name of the demon. Okay. So German,
2: philosopher, sorcerer, demon, sword.
3: Yeah, and I, I just like I started like probably it sounds like I'm rambling when I'm talking about this with like my peers.
1: But hmm. it's like, like one of my friends
3: is trying to like structure or maybe structural a poem from this
2: heavy <laughs> drinker, though. <laughs> Worse now. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Could be nonsense. It's Who
3: knows? It's, it's as if he made some connection and then went downhill. <laughs>
0: I think while we're, while we're talking about Azoth, well, while one, in one ear we've got occult knowledge going, and in the other ear we've got William saying, guys, guys, we should start a museum, trust me. Uh, are we in a part of town where there's like one gas lantern every five blocks at this point? We've wandered into the bad part of town, I'm assuming.
3: I'd say... So, hey, the, yeah. So, yeah, like the arrangement's like on that like precipice. <laughs>
2: Just Mm -hmm. enough credibility uh, left. uh... Yeah. 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 Like the fact that like people like
3: Lady Marjorie will show up here once in a while is the only thing that sustains it from being like a lecherous den of. Gotcha. (laughs)
6: Okay. I'm curious if they
1: light more of those lamps down the street. (laughs) Like,
3: I'm like less lamps as the night goes on. And take another sip of my drink. It'll be <laughs> fine though.
1: <laughs> Monsieur, I think uh, you should stay close to us. And, so yeah. I
3: <laughs> and I do I like I lean into both the Americans it's like the Frenchman's the last person you'd want to be a lost <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: well, the uh, four of you wake up with well, depending on your your activities in the night, uh, maybe Bernard is a little bit more straight arrow, but uh, uh, with some pr- pretty tremendous ha- hangovers. Uh um, that
5: one. Yeah. Maybe a little chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sprinkling of chlamydia.
5: Scooch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> could be. Could be. I mean, you're saying you didn't <laughs> have it before? I mean, I don't. I don't understand. Um. <laughs> yeah.
3: But, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> in each of your uh, your hotel rooms, I just have this vision of you through a series of cutscenes, standing straight up in your bed, realizing you have to figure out what to wear tonight to the auction. So, Will- William, let's start with you. Uh, what would you intend to wear to the auction tonight? And in fact. Go ahead. Well, give me a. You think about it
1: or tell me. And it would be, um,
5: it would be to the nines, and it would be like a dinner jacket.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
5: Is that you know? I'm I'm actually not fancy at all. It's like a dinner jacket, like when you have like a white coat like that instead of like a black coat. Um, yeah. you know, certain. White tie. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, like sometimes like you'll yeah. have it, it looks like you're wearing a tux, but your jacket's mm-hmm. actually white. And I thought that was called a um a dinner jacket.
1: Take your arrest. Uh, that's like,
5: not- a dinner jacket versus tuxedo. 1920s. I'm just Googling it now. OK, so dinner jacket It's the equivalent in the United Kingdom. OK, so it's just a tuxedo. OK, um, but uh, I, w- uh, I would be sort of along that level of dress because. I figure it's a sort of a invite only auction
1: um I would
5: probably go go there.
2: Okay? Uh makes sense. Uh Lucas, we talked a little bit about what you packed. Uh what what do you intend to do?
3: I have a white suit, but it's not in the best condition. Mm-hmm. But it's what I put on. Okay. Like there's some there's some parts of where, like, this, the knit has, like, basically, like, split. Mm-hmm. And it only ever gets used for, like, it's like, I've got to be at a, like, when mm-hmm. someone invites me to a dinner, or I've got to talk to, like, I'm in a public scene. It's not one of the clubs. So I'm just like, all right, put this thing on. It's probably the nicest thing I own, but yeah. it's, like, never been. I don't treat it like it's a nice thing I own, so I just. It joins the rest of my bag constantly, and due to that, has been, yeah, given that same aesthetic.
2: Okay. But I'm like, ah, got it. it. Got it. Uh, Benoit. Uh,
0: it's I've got an, an old but well-fitting suit, uh, but it's definitely like thirty years out of style. Okay. <laughs> like, like we're talking like Queen Queen Victoria it shit right now. Uh, instead of, you know,
1: 1920s. Got it. Brian,
3: reinstate the Third Emperor.
1: <laughs> yes.
4: And he, uh, Bernard?
1: Uh,
6: it's a brown tweed suit, um, but he's got a bow tie, so he kind of looks like a professor. And the the elbows have those patches.
2: Hell yeah. So good. And I'm sorry, did you say sport coat, or uh, was it a full suit? It's uh, a full suit. Full suit. Okay. Brown,
1: brown tweed. Tweed suit. Okay.
2: All right. Um, so you spend uh, the rest of the day recovering, uh, preparing for the evening, getting your tire aligned, uh, lined up. Uh, perhaps you have lunch together. Um, and then... The uh, the the hour in question gets near, and you make your way to Osberg House. Uh, you're again greeted by Franz. Um, perhaps you sense a little bit of activity inside, and you start to make your way up the second uh, up the stairs to the second floor where the dinner is to be held. And you hear the strains of a string quartet. Playing Schubert as you make your way up, and you hear just uh, just the faintest sound of of social uh, activity, glasses clinking and and things like that, and people talking. And uh, we'll call it there. We'll fade to black with the music in the background, and yeah, we'll get ready for the actual auction in the auction in the auction uh, next time. I-
1: nice nice, Very nice.
2: Okay. cool, uh yeah. yeah, nice job you guys um, I will put together a doodle and we'll we'll find another time and we'll uh have another session i let's see this one was not this was two and three quarters hours you know we probably have two more sessions, I would okay. guess maybe three depending on how it goes, but um not not too many more so. I'm chef, All right. Nice, nice. good stuff, you guys. Good. Have a good yeah, evening. I'll talk you. to you. Uh, talk to you soon.
0: In Tokio Männer fragen
2: sie nach Feuer, nach dem anderen sowieso. Hello, hello. Sugar dich sehr vermisst, dein Bein und dein Gesicht. Du kannst auf mich verzichten, nur auf Luxus nicht. Womit spielen kleine Mädchen heute hier und dort und da, ob in Tüsen,